chance you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you need to run Mickey Split. But you can't run because you're the baddest. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the Omni tomorrow night. Motivation. You know, I love you. I know he loves sugar. But I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar. But I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Look at a match for the total package like Luger and Super Bowl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. Every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're going to find out what hard is all about. I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make, make a, uh, a good, good witches, good witches. I hate talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. It is Wednesday night. It is Dirt Sheet Dudes. What is going on, everybody? Hope everybody's doing good right before Christmas time. Oh, man. It has been fun. It has been fun. It has been an interesting night. And uh, there you go. So, uh, of course, joining me, I've got uh, Smark sitting over there, probably lying down, actually. Probably. What's up, Smart? What is up is, as always, I forget to unmute myself because it's not like I've been doing this for two years. I am lying here. I am primed and racked and ready to go. We're going to have ourselves a good time. How are you? How is everybody? How is your Christmas plans going? Everybody got their gifts get gotten and wrapped and whatnot? Uh, Pretty much. All right, but Eric did just jump on in here. Jesus Christ. I can't speak already. This is awesome. I love this. Um, yeah, Eric did go ahead and jump on. What up, guys? What's going on, man? What's going on? Um, I literally bought my wife's Christmas gifts, uh, Monday night. 
on this which I, happened Sunday, so Oh no no no. I did it watching TV. I did it watching NYPD Blue, sitting on the couch. I went through her little Amazon wish list, which is about thirty eight thousand pages, I think. Mm. And I just got a few things off of there. So <laughs> what am I gonna do? I got things she wanted. <laughs> So I bought her about five things. We usually get each other. We don't get each other much. It's not with the kids are so much money. You don't even realize how much money these kids cost. So I was actually thinking about that the other day because I was like, you know, based on the return on their investment versus how much they actually paid to raise me. I feel like I owe my parents an apology. Well, this is I mean, Doing all this and seeing all the money Christmas costs and everything really makes me want to just grow old, be a burden on my children. I just want to, I, I, I just want to barely be able to talk. I, I, I just want to pretend I, I can't hear them when they know I can. I, I, I just want to be an, a, a cranky, crotchety, pissed off old man. Just to piss off my kids when I'm older. I'm mean, gonna feel like you're already there. You're just not senile, and I mean, you could pretend to be. Well, I mean, basically, I want to treat them the way they treated me for these last few years. True. Anything, true. anything they ask me to do, I'm just gonna go. What? What? I forgot. Shut you up. Do that now. You're the one in charge. Shut up. No, if I can't say I forgot, because then they'll use that excuse and be like, "Oh, you forgot." <laughs> it's like god damn it will you stop listening no don't stop listening god damn it there's no winning is there nope welcome to parenthood nope. yes that is what I have figured out there is no winning so what are you gonna do <laughs> this is a great tone to set for like what is ultimately the Christmas episode yeah, I mean I I mean, I look I love my kids love my wife but luckily no one is here right now that's why I'm able to talk about this stuff mm-hmm. they are all Gone. Actually, she went to her dad's to do Christmas. She usually does that. Uh, so there you go. And I'm stuck here working. So nice. I should get off at noon tomorrow, though. Yeah, that's cool. And I've got Friday off. Eric, you got Friday off? Nope. Ooh, Monday? Uh, Monday, yeah. Okay, yeah. They they usually give you the day before, the day after. They usually give you one of those days. So. I'm working Sunday. Oh. Ooh. Sunday? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'll tell you what's, what, what's really crazy is it was 39 degrees for a high here the other day, and Saturday it's going to be 83 degrees for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be 70, wow. 78 on Friday. I plan on doing nothing, waking up, going fishing, and drinking all day. That's my plan for Friday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm figuring Maybe me. Maybe after work, I'll drink. Uh, I just figured me, a good 12-pack, maybe an 18-pack. And um, a little fishing, a couple little chairs, maybe a sandwich. Walk around the lake. Haven't taken, a, haven't taken advantage of the lake yet. So, and I'm, I'm literally like I, I'm, I can walk. I'm, I, I walk to it. It's right down here. So that's what it. Uh, I need to start taking advantage of the lake, especially before this weather really changes to cold shit. 
Mm-hmm. I don't like me no cold weather. Pull shit after earlier this year. I don't blame you. You guys were like fucking frozen without power for like a month. I had power, no, no water. <laughs> well, I know you. You guys got hit pretty hard, and like over by Sam's way, she was having a bear of a time with her lights yeah. and power and electricity and water and whatnot. Yeah, it was pretty rough, and uh, Dave's Dale, old Dave sincere down there was having. I don't think he had power either. Um, or did he have no water? Also, no. I, I think he might have been in the same situation I was, but I think his kick back on it was at least dripping. Mine was like frozen solid. Yikes. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Just three days without water is like, man, we're some spoiled bitches, aren't we? <laughs> A little bit. I got to get up and have my shower. That's all I know. So, ah, anyway. Um, all right. I guess we, uh, I guess we can jump into plugs real quick. Get into, I mean, we don't have a shitload to get into. Uh, we've got shitty wrestling fans. Um, <laughs> Eric came through again uh, with uh, with a really uh, horrible hot take. We should start calling these the dirty takes from this guy. Uh, so we got that. We got a few more things to get into. But uh, not a ton of stuff to get into. Right before Christmas, I really didn't expect a ton of stuff this week. Um, so we'll get it knocked out. We got AEW to talk about. Tell you what, AEW show next week looks like a hell of a fucking show. Really yep. does. Really does look like a damn good show. So looking forward to that. And uh, I guess I'm... I, JR returns too. Yeah, JR's coming back. That's right. JR got a big pop from the crowd when that picture popped up there, I noticed. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. They love them some JR up there. Greensboro, North Carolina. Hell yeah. Hey, Christmas show looks good, too. It's just, I won't be watching it on Christmas. I'll probably download it and watch it sometime during the weekend or during the week. Yeah, I'll be up at my sister's and really didn't want to rush <clears> back. So I did take the next couple of weeks off of uh, this week and last week. I'm coming back next week with Hollywood Hangout. Going to try, like I said, a little redux, kind of something new on that show. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll be live on YouTube. Hope everybody, uh, it's up there on the Hollywood Hangout Facebook page. If you're looking for the YouTube, we've got the link right up there on there. So you can check that out. And uh, I will start the music for the plugs. And we can go ahead and get into the plugs. Uh, that means, you guys, I want you to check out the high marks with Cheese Man, with Mojo, with G-Wiz. Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. It might be easier to find. Mixler updated. You have no clue what we went through before this show. Maybe we'll tell you in a few minutes. And I want you to check those guys out. Once again, Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. And Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Subscribe to them wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, that's going to bring me to Stephen Milan. He's over there reviewing movies, Letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan. Two L's in Milan. Definitely check him out. Already told you all about Dirt Sheet Dudes. Eric, why don't you go ahead and smart can wrap us up. Listen to everything that's hit the podcast on um, BlackHawkRadio.com slash everything that's hit the podcast. Um, I'll be taking 
we're on a two-week hiatus besides um, the end of our hard hit show. Um, release tomorrow. Me and Doug are going to be doing it as the stuff to ask him to make sure. But end of our hard hit is still going to be on. But our other three shows are going to be taking off until uh, 2022. Our first show back is uh, January what? Uh, what is it? Seventh. Yep. Right. Uh, we're doing Raw uh, New Year's Eve 2007 retrospective on January 7th right very nice very nice taking a little break coming back strong for the new year that's kind of what I'm doing with the with my uh, the Hollywood Hangout and Smart wrapping on up man that's right for this friday 7 30 p.m you can find me at my grandmother's house unwrapping presents if you want to come hang out uh we're gonna have figgy pudding anyways mondays 8 30 p.m on the metal mid podcast network it is cheese on sports we will be off this week or next this next coming week but uh every monday at 8 30 p.m throughout the year of 2022 we will be there for you talking the nba the nfl major league baseball nhl and more so be sure to check us out and you also want to be checking out the Modirk city machine gun sundays 2 30 p.m on the metal Myth podcast network on the missler machine and last but never least be sure to check out our friends at planet back on tour Supply Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. All episodes of Season 1, 16 in total, are available for you as long as you subscribe. And I told you, I warned you, it was coming. A brand new episode of Season 2, Episode 3, dropped last week. So be sure to check that out if you haven't already, which you should. So do it and do it now. Do it later. Don't do it now. Listen to us and then do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. There you go. All right. So that is that. And uh, speaking of time off, I'm thinking we might just take next week off too, since a lot of shows are taking two weeks off. Maybe we can. Maybe we'll just take next week's off too. Guess we'll and this could be our last show of 2021. Might be. Uh, let me. Uh, I'll think during the show. Um, I'm, on, I'm only on my first <laughs> beer, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see how this one goes, and then we'll decide from there. <laughs> That's probably the good, uh, really good way to take this whole thing. But uh, yeah, so um, but, like I said, Mixler update. Dirk's to be opening my presents apparently, so Dirk will be there joining me at my grandparents' house. That'll be cool there because uh, <laughs> my grandmother is um, not exactly the most tolerant of people, so that'll be an interesting experience for everybody. Oh, that should be fun. <laughs> Please record, and we can play that on the show. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, like I was saying though, Mixler updated and, uh, I had a mini heart attack before the show. Uh, the, the, the chat room was somehow disabled. Uh, thankfully smart figured out how to disable and enable the chat. And I went into it and somehow when Mixler updated today, it completely disabled the chat. So, Thanks to Smart, figured that one out. Now I know how to do that on my own. Um, but yeah, I was freaking out a little bit because it said the page did not exist. And Yikes. well, a few three weeks ago, I did get a new debit card. I was getting my credit my card back from the little card machine, you know, the little vacuum thing at the bank, and it chipped and broke the corner of my card. 
so here's a little tip for you guys. If you don't have the full credit card, if you have a corner broken off, you're not going to be able to get gas at any, at any of the newer pumps. It will not go in the slot. It just won't. It, wow. Yeah, it won't. I had to go get a new card. I had forgot that to update my card on Mixler. So I thought maybe because I paid, I just re-signed up today and redid my card. I thought maybe, fuck, maybe they didn't update my chat. Maybe the chat's down, but that wasn't it. It was just disabled. And once again, thank you, Smart, for uh, saving saving the day. That's right. I saved Christmas, my buddy. Yes, you did. You did save Christmas, sir, so... Yeah, definitely. But that I was definitely not uh, that I did miss a little of AEW because of it because I noticed it right there because I usually come in right right before AEW and start getting set up. And oh, Paige does not what? Oh, oh, it was not fun. But uh, we got it worked out. Obviously, you in the chat room know that. And uh, all right, I guess that means we can start with a little something. Um, kind of looking what we can start with tonight. You know what? Let's just start with this one right here. Um, it's, 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 it's kind of already a little old, so I guess we can go ahead and get to it right now. Uh, Sammy Guevara. <laughs> poor Sammy Guevara and poor Tay Conti. She she had to deactivate her Twitter account. Um, Sammy Guevara went and on Twitter and announced the breakup of him and Pam, who we saw get engaged. What was that? Probably August. Right about yeah, it's been been a couple months for sure. Yeah, and we, now we didn't see it on television. It was fan cam mostly. He did it at a, a house show or something like that, I believe. Not, whatever it was. He did it at a, a, a one of the AEW shows before or after, something like that. Let's see if I can get a date on that. Ooh, there you go. Accuracy. I like it. I like it. Um, So in his vlog or blog, whatever you want to call it, he has... Ty Conti in there a lot, has had her more recently. So fans immediately just jumped to conclusions and figured this th- that she's the home wrecker, she's a, a, a man stealer. She had to deactivate her Twitter account because of all the hate she was getting. And Sammy Guevara even came out and he's like, this shouldn't have to be said, but my relationship with Pam ending had nothing to do with anyone else. Pam and I broke up back in October and just now felt it was time to make it publicly known. So please stop pointing fingers and looking for someone to blame. Yep. Never good to assume. I mean, all right. First of all, even if (laughs) even if they were seeing each other, it's really not our fucking business. It's between him, his girl, and Tay Conti. Tay Conti, whatever. But I kind of agree with him here. I, I kind of do. He shouldn't have to say anything. It's really no one's fucking business is what he's saying, and I do agree with him. Uh, and if they broke up back in October, whatever. I don't know what they were, you know, the whole thing was, oh, we still love each other, but decided we don't want to be together anymore, blah, blah, blah. And if he's with Ty, Ty Conti now, holy shit, I can't blame the man. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. Good for him. But once again, getting. Exactly. Yeah. But once again, just getting to toxic wrestling fans. We've got to stop jumping to conclusions. We've got. But aren't we in. I mean, whatever happened to support all women, believe all women, help empower the women. My God, this woman got attacked by mostly women. That's always how that works, though. Because, like, I'm not condoning any of like if <laughs> we have no proof, we don't know what, what they're doing, whatever. But just in generally speaking, like cheating in any sort of instance is like it's a scummy thing to do, regardless of your relationship status. You know, if you're only you're just a couple, if you're married, if you're engaged, whatever, not a great thing to do. But like we don't know we have no proof whatever but like even in instances where there has been proof or we do know that there was infidelity involved like if you look back at the whole edge lead and matt hardy thing like okay. edge yeah. became a big star because of it everybody felt sorry for matt hardy because of it and then up until she left the company everybody like just treated Lita like shit because of it so it's like it takes two to tango in that regard, but for whatever reason, it's, it usually is the woman involved that ends up receiving most of the scorn. Yeah, and listen, I'm exactly. Not, I'm definitely not condoning cheating. I would never. I'm not going to say I have never, but you know, high school is a different story. But I mean, listen, it, it's really it's still none of our business. Yeah, he's a public figure. His relationships are still none of our fucking business. It's their business. It's the people that are involved in the triangle O-Love. That is who fucking really needs to worry about it. Yeah, I know he made it public. But everyone jumped to fucking conclusions, jumped all over Ty Conti. I mean, I wouldn't mind jumping all over her myself. But, yes. you know, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it, it, listen, if, if I'm being a, a, a piece of shit, you see me out in public and, you, you know, you, you, with someone I shouldn't be doing something I shouldn't, I expect that to be fucking get back and be, that's fine. That's being a good friend. You told her about it. Good, good, good. But this, he's just, I mean, I got to say, I think it was stupid for him to make it public anyway. Very stupid. I think he should have just left it the fuck alone. It's really, it, it was no one's business. And if, if, if he had just left it alone, none of this would have fucking happened. He should have just, there was no reason to make this fucking public. It's, it, if you want it to be private and your business, don't fucking put it out for millions to see. Yes and no. I see what you're getting at, but like somehow this shit would have ended up getting out anyway. Because, like, this stuff happens all the time. Like, we, we learn all the, all the time about, like, just as an example, all of the shenanigans that were going on involving, like, Bray Wyatt and JoJo and all that kind of shit. Where, like, him getting, you know, his marriage getting annulled or whatever the fuck. They're getting divorced or whatever. Like, we, we somehow, people always find out about stuff like this. So I could kind of see his logic of just being like, all right, you heard it from me. I get to control the narrative. But, yeah, I don't think he necessarily anticipated the backlash or shitstorm that was going to be caused by this, you know, to the point of, like, we were talking about she had to delete her Twitter, I guess, because people were just going left and right. That's, I mean, that's the other thing is, like, no one, I don't think anyone really condones cheating, but at the same time, like, even if that was exactly what was going on, like... What are you going to, what's going to be solved by, like, tweeting at her a bunch of shit about, like, oh, you fucking whore, whatever, that shit like that. Like, 
if she wants to do it, she's going to do it. And like her not having your approval is not going to stop her from doing it or stop them from getting involved with each other or whatever the fuck. So I just don't see the point in specifically like going hard and tweeting at people about like how awful you think that they are based on just the idea of like your assumption on what's going on when there's no actual proof being presented or that even appears to be visible or, you know, around. Yeah. Just wrestling fans being shitty wrestling fans. So, no more, <laughs> no more Sammy and Pammy. Nope. No I will more. say though, I, I figured it out. It was the uh, August eighteenth, and they they showed it on Dynamite. I think it happened before Dynamite, but then they showed it on Dynamite. Oh, okay. So it was August eighteenth. That does make me wonder though. It's like, what happened between in those two months? Because you said they like called it off in october i believe you said mm-hmm. so it's like damn that's this must have been a really intense fight over what color the tuxedos were gonna be maybe she didn't want maybe she really didn't want the schedule maybe she was okay with him doing the indie shows i don't know and just didn't want the full-time schedule like he's doing now the traveling there's yeah. many there's many things that could have happened in 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 two months two months is a long time in a relationship <laughs> Apparently it was a really long time. It was enough for them to decide that they were done. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that seems like it was an amicable breakup. I mean, otherwise, you know, if anything went bad, you're right, we would have heard about it. But yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't that a Seth Rollins situation? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, how long were they together? I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. They were like high school sweethearts or something. He looks like he just got out of high school two days ago, so I'm not sure. I mean, he really does. Uh, but uh, again, I I just think that you might want to just... We've really got to stop just making every little thing public. I get it with the whole control the narrative, this and that. Like, we're talking like we're EC3 over here. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have extremely large nipples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the man has big nipples. We can talk about that. There's proof to that. I, 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 I think that's another thing, I guess. Wow, to go totally derailed. I'm to de- actually <laughs> attempt to be serious. It's like he has the blog. You know, he has the blog out you know, every week. Uh-huh. And I think people just become a little bit too familiar. When you see somebody, you know, they're, they're goings on on a weekly basis and you watch it every week, you start to develop this like parasocial relationship where you think you know them more than you actually do. And you start like acting like you actually know them. You start setting standards on how you expect them to behave and conduct themselves. It's just... It's ridiculous. You don't know this person. This person doesn't know you, and they don't owe you anything either. So it's just like, just chill out with that kind of shit. No, and it, it, to, if you looked at before, you could get still get a little bit of a, what she was, what some people were saying. It was women and, like, jealous dudes who thought they actually had a chance in hell of taking home, you know, Ty Conti. Mm-hmm. I, no. So... Yeah, if it wasn't for dang old Sammy Guevara, I would just be knee deep. <laughs> I can't think of any other reason why she wouldn't want to date me. Mom, can I bring her back to the basement? Could you get some extra Cheetos? I held up a sign that said, will you marry me? And she looked at me, so I, I feel like that's a yes. Could you order some Jolt Cola from Amazon, please? Jolt Cola? 
I do appreciate how you went out of your way to make an obscure cola. You couldn't have just settled with like Dr. Pepper. Well, squirt. I was I was gonna go Mountain Dew. I love Squirt. I was gonna go Mountain Dew. Squirt is the it, it, you remember? I don't know if you remember this one. You might be too recently born. Um, Wink. No, do not remember Wink. Okay, Wink was a more sour Squirt, and it literally made you do the sour face with a wink. That's why they called it Wink. It was good shit. I used to love it when I was little. Hey, so if anybody listening wants to follow along with the show on Twitter, be sure to hashtag Tate Conti Squirt. Um, <laughs> and wink. That's right. Yes, wink as well. That'll get us trending. <laughs> or banned. <laughs> well, yes, first one, then the other. One of the two. All right. Anyway, shitty wrestling fans, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> um... I guess we go from shitty wrestling fans to, I don't know, uh, kind of shitty wrestlers. Um, oh, actually, real quick. Yeah, real quick. We're talking about people being chased off Twitter. Apparently, old Jordan Gray has had to delete her Twitter, too. Because I don't know if they're doing an angle or what. But uh, Anthony Agogo and uh, her boyfriend, Jonathan Gresham. Yep, there we yep, go. Yep, yep, Took yep. me a second. I guess they've been going back and forth. And... Um, Jordan Grace said on a tweet that was complaining about how shorter people don't get a fair shake in the wrestling business and this, that, and the third, because, you know, it's an issue that directly relates to her. So, of course, she's going to be an advocate for it. Um, <laughs> and he sent out a tweet that uh, it was a, from a parenting article, a uh, parenting website, and it was like 11 ways to quiet a crying baby and it fucking, i was like jesus christ you bodied her in a fucking link you didn't even have to write anything but i couldn't see the original tweet because it was uh deleted and her account's been deleted so she uh hasn't been having a good go of it either but um well don't feel quite as bad about for her as i do for ty conti because she brings it on herself but anyways oh i mean listen she lifts weights in a thong and takes naked pictures with weights in front of her vag and I anyway I love the pictures don't get me wrong I say just keep taking the pictures and stay out of the ring uh, that's all I'm saying like, I'll leave it there. maybe don't tweet anytime anybody says anything about you well and you know it that was actually a good segue because we're about to get into a couple of tweets here smart mm -hmm. um from one Darby Allen and one Cora Jade. I actually forgot about this one until we were just about to go on there, and I'm like, oh, saw Darby Allen. We can't forget about this bad boy. Uh, this was just a few days ago. It happened on the 17th. Uh, basically, what happened is I guess Darby Allen shared a video of himself skating. Someone said he should do a skating match with Cora Jade. So they tagged Cora Jade in it. And I, I guess somehow she uses a skateboard in her intro. Is that right? Anyone? Yes, because I uh, absolutely keep up with NXT 2.0. No further questions. Okay, so the, the, the article says it. It's got to be true. Uh, mm -hmm. So apparently... Uh, Darby Allen thinks that old Cora Jade is just a poser. And so it started off with uh, once the fan asked him that, 
Darby Allen tweeted, skating is a huge part of my life, not a fake character for TV, LOL. That was his quote. Um, I guess that did not sit well with Cora Jade because she was also tagged in the tweet. And she came back with being a good person with no abuse allegations against me is a huge part of my life and not just a character I play on TV. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Okay. Now, I want to say this right off. Both these tweets by both have been deleted. Okay, they they're they they both deleted their tweets. Um um this this I get why she might have been a little (laughs) I almost said jaded. (laughs) I'm sitting here staring at her name. Jaded. Jade was uh Cora Jade was a little jaded by this tweet. I I get it, but is that really a reason to be this? This was Eddie. this was downright this wasn't this was downright mean. I'll tell you, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll fucking this was fucking cunty. This was Eddie. cunty. That's what it was. It really was. There was no reason to bring this up. Bring up the allegations against him that are disproven. Allegations, number one. They may be allegations, but that's all they are right now. We don't know anything. There's the guy hasn't been on trial. There's nothing. We're really losing this whole innocent until proven guilty thing. Allegations are one thing, but I mean, that's all they are. They're I could accuse Smark, you just touched me on on my bum. Well, yeah, I mean we weren't recording at that point. Well, there you go. I mean I allege you did it. That's it. And now we're recording. It's out there. Everyone knows it. Now, from now on, you will be the bum toucher smark. I like it. Okay. God damn it, Smart! Roll with this fucking thing. Okay. Well, hashtag believe all boxing. <laughs> no, don't don't believe boxmen. Us packaging sales guys are we're horrible people, especially us that work in the warehouse. Oh, uh, right. uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, listen, he he did have some definite things that he was, like I said, accused of. I just think it was pretty pretty shitty of her to do it. I mean, yeah, he didn't have to say what he said, but it's all he said was a fact. Skating is a part of his life. He's taken many videos of him skating and doing this and doing that. I think she really could have let this one go. I think that might be why she deleted it. Uh, I think he deleted it because he was probably getting hate, I'm sure, once she brought up the allegations. That's going to open a fucking huge... Talk about a forbidden door. Uh, to just, you know, jump all over Darby Allen. So, ay, ay, ay. This, this is a tough one. Once again, social media get, getting a lot of people in trouble. Gotta stop making every fucking thing public. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to kind of take her side on this one. Because it's like, his whole thing was stupid anyway. Like, if you're an adult man, if you're over the age of 18 and you're accusing somebody of being a poser, like, grow the fuck up for real. Like, it's skateboarding. Like, who gives a shit? And you're not, like, at the skate park every fucking day. Well, I guess he is, but who cares? 
like it's fucking skateboarding. Who, who It's not like it's whatever. You can't charge somebody with fucking stolen valor for pretending to be a skateboarder. Like it's not that big of a deal. No, no. It, and I mean, who knows? Maybe she does skate. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who cares? Who it's f- weird like that. You know, sometimes cares? women skate and sometimes they play video games. It's just the darndest thing. I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy paints his face like he's half dead. He's not really half dead. Undertaker's yeah. not really dead dead. Yoko's, <laughs> Yokozuna wasn't Japanese, goddammit. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Fucking Muhammad Hassan was Italian, you fucking gullible pricks. That's it. <laughs> God, I do. I do remember though that when you know, back in the day, you used to watch uh, Bob Holly race Dale Earnhardt. That was pretty cool. All right. Well, you know that's a whole another old Sparky plug. It's a whole other conversation there. We. You mean he wasn't an actual spark plug? Hmm. <laughs> He looked about as smart as one. More of a butt plug. Oh. Mm. Butt plug. Every time I hear the word butt plug, I think of the old <laughs> Opie and Anthony skit. That'd be an interesting wrestling gimmick. Bob Butt Plug Holly. Yeah, it would be a definite gimmick. You know, I'm not really a butt plug. <laughs> I just play one on television. My character. Anyway, okay. I used to think that actually, for real. Like when I was a kid, it wasn't the brightest of all kids, but when I was like six or seven, <laughs> and I actually bought it, I thought that that's like the shit that they would do on their day to day. Because you know, you only see them on like Mondays right. or the Sunday pay per view. So I figured that was like their weekly job was like whatever their gimmick was, like they're a clown or a policeman or whatever. <laughs> Big boss man out there beating the shit out of fucking suspects. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like laughing about their dead dads and shit. Boy, that 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 dead character would really not get over today. I'm telling you. Wow. I, you know, actually, well, not not the like original iteration, but like the late '90s version. It would be like the biggest fucking heel ever. Like people would be super behind it. They would have loved that big show segment. I mean, they do now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, you, you you do have, you know, when he was cooking up Al Snow's dog, Pepper. Mm-hmm. We always have that. We always have that. So anyway, I guess we're just keeping going with the shitty wrestler, uh, wrestling people here. Um, anyway, uh, like I said, I, I really believe both of them should have got to stop sharing so much on social media. Everyone, everyone just need to quit. Don't bring every stupid thing up. Don't post every fucking video. Great. You skate. Who? Maybe she does too. Maybe she's better than you, Darby. Mm. You never know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe she is. But, uh, all right. Um, let's see. Smart. Pick. Riddle. Pick, I will. How about it? Well, of course, now is the time that my mouse decides not to work, but we got a touch screen on the old computer here, so Ooh. let me try to get my dog to move away from the screen. Fucking A. That All might, right, we're going to do this. There we be, go. We might, got her. That might be why your mouse didn't work. If your dog was pushing against it, your touch screen and mouse won't both work at the same time. 
It is true. Uh-huh. All right, so we're going to get into this one first because it's a little bit of a minor news story. This is from F4W Online. We talked about a couple weeks ago, I want to say maybe about three. At this point, we're talking about Scotty Tuhati stepping down from his role with NXT. And um, he has a new venture. He has been announced for the New Year's Day event for GCW. Uh-huh. So... Says in a ma- a match between Joey Janela and Scott Hardy or Scott Scotty Too Hardy fucking a man Scott Hardy the long lost Hardy brother <laughs> a match between Joey Janela and Scotty Too Hardy has been made for GCW's Die for This on New Year's Day the match was made after Scotty called out Janela on Twitter who was disappointed his original match with Drew Parker was called off due to changes with Japanese travel restrictions. I heard it's a little cold for baseball in Atlantic City this time of year, but I'm down to take a little batting practice anyways. What do you think, bad boy? He wrote. GCW then confirmed the match a few hours later. I don't know what the baseball thing has to do with anything, but whatever. Welcome back at Scotty Too Hotty, Joey Janela replied. First match in six years. Time to burn it down with the bad boy in Atlantic City. Scotty announced in November that he had requested and was granted a release from WWE, where he had been working as a trainer for the WWE Performance Center since 2016. Also set for Die for This at the Showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey, is Alex Colon versus John Wayne Murdoch and Kelvin Takeman versus Tracy Williams. Homicide is also slated to be on the show. Nice. Um... Seems like when people leave WWE, NXT, even their older years, they still feel like they got a little left in the tank. And if WWE is not going to use them, they'll find someone who will, especially someone mm-hmm. with, with, you know, an established name. So maybe he wanted to get back out there and do a few matches here and there and or do something else. Maybe, like I said, maybe he felt like he's got a few years left in this tank and wants to see if he can go out there and hang with uh, Dobie Nutella. Yes. I mean, I mean, that is kind of setting the bar low in terms of like physical acumen. It's like, I, I don't know. I think I can keep up with Joey Janela. It's like, yeah, I do too. I mean, that's not really saying much, but um, it'll be fun. I think it'll be interesting to see him out there. And it's like, and it's not like it's a super high stakes match. So usually GCW they'll have some of the older people on there. Like they've had Rhino on before, and Two Cold Scorpio comes on from time to time. It's, it's it's a really welcoming place. So it'll be it'll be cool to see him out there. I think everybody'll have fun with that. Yeah, I think that'll be good. That'll that'll be a, a fun match right there. I really do think it'll be a, a Janela. I'm not saying he's not a bad wrestler, and he's not exactly that out of shape. He did work to get himself back in. A, a lot better shape than he was. I will. I will say that. But um, he, uh, you know, it, it should be a pretty fun match at least. And uh, Scotty Tuhati's in great shape. I mean, like I, I believe he was a, a fireman right before he was coming back to do the training thing. So indeed, he was. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because like you said, he'd rather run into fires than work for WWE. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame the guy. So good for him, man. Like, like I said, must feel like he's still got a uh, little gas left in his old tank there and going to go until it's empty. Yeah, it'll be yep. fun. And this is on uh, New Year's Day, you said? 
Yep, they got a New Year's Day show. I think they have a New Year's Eve show too. They they have a lot of shows between now and uh, the big show on the twenty third for Hammerstein Ballroom. Oh, the big show. Okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, actually, I would I would kind of be a little bit down for that if they fucking brought him in. Fucking big show versus Nick Gage. That would be interesting. Okay, that I would watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick Gage. Take a pizza cutter to his Achilles tendon, take him out for good. He fucking mm. gets up on like a step ladder to hit him with a light tube. <laughs> Every move is off the top rope, the only way you can hit him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be kind of funny. That would be that would be. That would be funny. So all right. <clears throat> um smart, keep going. All right. I'm gonna oh, transition, God. I guess, to another story here. This is from F4W Online. It turns out that there's a uh, pandemic going on. Huh. about a COVID-19. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with the 18 other iterations, but according to PW Insider's Mike Johnson, your best friend, mm. a number of WWE talent and staff have tested positive for COVID-19 coming off this past weekend's tapings and live events. Citing multiple sources, Johnson said some talent and staff were feeling run down after the weekend, prompting them to get tested. He also reported that others were feeling sick and they're still waiting for their test results to return. No names have been reported, nor a number of those could be pulled off the road. While this Friday SmackDown is fine because it was already taped, it's unknown how much the positive test will affect the upcoming live events and TV tapings after Christmas. On Sunday, the company begins a five-day stretch in which they are running two shows a day in various locations as part of their annual holiday tour because they do not care about their employees. This includes stops at New York City's Madison Square Garden, Toronto, Washington, D.C., and Orlando. Johnson said there are no plans to cancel any U.S. shows as of now. WWE had did have to postpone their December 30th show in Quebec due to a COVID-19 related lockdown. Now, there's some more information here. I'm going to dig that up, but uh, Apparently, a bunch of people done went and got sick. And I think you're looking at New York, you're looking at Toronto, and I don't know about Washington or D.C., but I think at least two and and Orlando. I know New York, you're going to have to show vaccination status to get in or a test, recent test. Uh, Toronto, I think Canada is working the same way right now, all of Canada. And Washington, I think, might be, but I'm not sure. D.C., who the fuck knows? Orlando, no, you don't need a test to get anywhere in Florida right now. I can fairly, too. You think, I, th- I think you might be right with that one, too. I think so. Um, but uh, this article really doesn't give you much. It's like, listen, some people I heard tested positive, don't know how many, don't know who. Right. But so there's a little bit more you know, about that that came out earlier in the day or earlier today, I suppose. Um, some updates in the WWE COVID-19 situation. As of this afternoon, WWE still expects to go forward with all the United States live events. We kind of already talked about that, but there have been a lot of calls and a lot of, quote, running around, according to one source. 
trying to stay ahead of the situation as they receive additional details on talent and staff who may not be cleared to travel this weekend. A number of talents have confirmed to PWInsider.com they were contacted and asked to get themselves tested today out of abundance of caution. There are said to be additional talent and staff who tested positive over the course of the day, although they have not been identified for obvious reasons. One WWE source noted they are dealing with all the same issues that Broadway and sports leagues have dealt with in recent weeks and not anything that could have been done that could have been avoided as they have been regularly testing talents before allowing them to venues in the event a talent is available to or isn't available to perform this weekend wwe would work on alternative lineups for the live events with the 20 people they haven't fired yet mm. one source noted that in a worst case scenario they could fill undercard slots with nxt talent if necessary if they don't fire them the hope is that even if the talents are unable to perform on the holiday tour events the wwe day one pay-per-view is far enough away that anyone that does not test positive will be cleared to perform by january 1st 2022 as the show is currently 10 days away, which, I mean, they could still end up getting COVID at any point. So that's kind of a True. moot point. But, hey, there you go. Well, um, interesting. Now, if anyone misses the show for any other reason, it's just going to be COVID, 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 COVID. So, you know, you fucking break your ankle, they're going to go, oh, COVID. Anyway, um, all right, so again, they're still looking to go forward. I don't see them. I got to tell you, I got a feeling not one person's going to miss one day. How's that? There you go. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, I guess. There have been a lot of sports-related cancellations or postponements mm-hmm. due to COVID. We were talking about in the chat here. Like three of the last, out of the last like week or so, three of the Bulls games have been postponed. There's been a lot of postponements in NHL, couple in the NBA, like I said, including you know the Bulls games and whatnot. It's really just been wreaking havoc on sports lately. Yeah, but didn't they find out like did didn't they find out all these sports guys were just having huge parties though, and that's why they're all getting sick? I mean, there's a part of that, that to it, and you know you have certain. People that are lying about their status are in Rogers, but um, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah, we yeah we did talk about that. But I mean, yeah, it is. It's kind of unavoidable. I mean, just the nature of team sports. You're along. You're around a lot of people as it is, you know. And we don't know for sure anymore who's telling the truth about being vaccinated and who isn't, and who has boosters and who don't, and you know all that kind of stuff. There you go. There's a lot of variables that you kind of can't control. There you go. Yeah. Gentleman, the chat got his booster today. I don't want to out the guy. (laughs) That's just mean. But uh, there you go. See, people, it doesn't matter. Now, the FDA, I saw today, I believe it was actually a CNN article, that they did approve a pill vaccine. So, maybe. There you go. Leave it at maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. How much is it going to cost? I don't know. They, I, they'll. Pro- I would hope and think that they would make it the same as I mean, the the shot right now, free. I would. I, w- I would assume they would want to 
if it's another way to get people vaccinated who are afraid of getting actual needles, which I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll fucking sit here. I'm a big pussy. <laughs> I don't want to get a fucking needle stuck in my arm. So, you know, I, maybe it, it, it might be. I'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm at least going to wait a little while. See if anyone fucking, you know, takes this pill and turns into a fucking llama or something. <laughs> All right. And it was Luke Birch. Luke, I, I I just didn't want to fucking out you right there, man. Sorry, Luke. I, I, I know you probably wouldn't have said it, but uh, there you go. So how you feeling? Any any different? Any symptoms after the after the shot? The the booster, excuse me. Any symptoms, any sickness, or are you uh good to go? We'll see what he says in a minute. It takes a second to come through there, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I just he, go ahead. After I think his first one, he became British, so that's kind of <laughs> and proceed with caution, I guess. Ah, uh, oh, he's saying that the pill is not a vaccine; it's an antiviral for those already infected. Well, I was told I already had it, so that would work for me too. A little, but. I don't know. I I have the natural immunity, like they keep talking about. All right, his arm is a little sore. He's got a little bit of a mild headache. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's pretty much what people are saying. The boosters do. They they just give you like a small, uh, smaller symptoms from the first shot. Uh, so yeah, all right, that's cool, man. Good. But uh, now, once again, that's going to go back to this whole thing we were talking about here. They are going to a few places that are going to work, require you have a vaccine to even. I mean, Madison Square Garden, you can't even walk in the building without having a, a vaccine card. So these guys are all going to have to have the same thing. So, you know, this could be a, a different show, a few different weeks for them. And I, like I said, I believe Toronto right now, if they're going there next, that's I believe that's the same thing. So, you know, but after a couple of weeks, they'll be right back to normal. It's not going to hurt them that bad. And they can always find people to work and they can always pay people a little extra to come into work. So that's what they'll fucking do. Yeah. Oh, they won't pay them extra. If they can... Well, I mean, you know, hey, listen, one trip to the catering stand. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. You know, $20 gift card for fucking WWE shop. Dog. We'll send Johnny Ace with you with the business card. You get two hot dogs, and that's it. <laughs> Dusty, there's a missed opportunity. No. If Darby Allen was going to call people out for not being real skateboarders, where was his accusation about Johnny Ace? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny who? <laughs> the old dynamic dude himself. What are you talking about, that fella? I, that was for the me. people, by the people. That was that was me skateboarding. What was the That was me on that skateboard, you know. <laughs> I can kick flip with the best of them, kid. <clears throat> One day, Tony Hawk came up to me and said, "Boy, you're good." That would be a great gimmick if you just had a guy that was like they dedicated their Twitter to just debunking obvious shit. Or just like one day he wrote, like, just we'll keep going with Darby Allen. Just one day he wrote, like, oh, I don't think Lord Tensai is really Japanese. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't either. I really don't. I don't. That's. You know, Sting was never really a scorpion. Really? Uh-huh. 
Uh, just didn't know if you guys ever knew that right there. Mm-hmm. It's true. No, I knew that. You know, Kane's not really a demon, and he can't control fire. <clears throat> just thought I'd throw that one out there. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil. I'm not spoiling anything for you guys here. He has lived an interesting life. He's been a dentist. He's been mm-hmm. a governor. Not a mayor. No, he wasn't really a dentist, Mark. I'm not sure if you know that one or not either. Oh, well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the Repo Man. He was never a Santa Claus. <gasps> Let's go back to my Repo Man joke. Uh, the Repo Man. I don't think he ever really repoed a car or a belt or anything. Really, <laughs> they repoed his job after after that gimmick. They repoed his job. <laughs> they, <laughs> I liked that gimmick. I will say it. it I mean, <laughs> it had a shelf life and it had a very limited space for advancement. But I enjoyed the gimmick. They backed up in the middle of the night and just hooked up to the job and drove it away. <laughs> that's, what yep. I, that's what happens, man. I've had a car repo. That's what. That's exactly what they do. Hmm. Hmm. Speaking of on Raw, apparently Vince McMahon during a promo was t- he was talking to Austin Theory and he said that he enjoyed firing people during the holidays. And it's yes. like, well, wow, that's that's a fun thing to turn into like a angle. Uh, it's funny that we joked about that exact. I mean, damn near used those exact words, guys. Mm-hmm. If you remember, this was just a, right after the last firing in November. The you know mass firing in it was November, right? It was last month, wasn't it? Last month? Yeah, it was. Like the eighth, it was like the week before Thanksgiving. Right there, you go. Week before Thanksgiving, we joked about that. We're like, oh, the holidays are coming up. <laughs> you know, they love doing that. Well, they proved it. And you know, sometimes I think Vince just says the truth out loud without meaning to. <laughs> That's the great part about like his gimmick is like he's being a bad, being the bad guy. Like he could just straight up say the shit that he actually feels, and then he's like, "Nope, nope, this is part of the character." Yeah, see, I can't wait to get that old where you can just say what you want, and they're like, "It's just crazy old Vince." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're we gonna find out tomorrow when there's fifty fifteen releases tomorrow. Oh, that would be oh god, I would cringe. I would fucking cringe. I'm telling you, people would fucking. I really think at that point people might actually like cause a little bit of harm. They might actually stop watching for two weeks. <laughs> like Luke says in the chat, damn it, I said the quiet part. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sometimes you just tell the truth and hope people don't realize you just did it. <laughs> they wouldn't find anybody yet because like we said, they need people in case other people get sick. But after they get through the holiday tour, which I mean, that's bad enough as it is. It's like, all right, I'm fucking, you're going to work on Christmas. You're going to work on New Year's. You don't get holidays. You don't get respect either. So just fucking man up and get the job done. Yeah. They fire people on New Year's Eve. Ooh. <laughs> that would be so fucking, I don't know. I would actually like do a, a bad face on that. If like right as the clock goes to like one, he sends a mass text to like 15 people that they're fired. Like <laughs> you're fired. Happy New Year. Happy future endeavor. Ha 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 ha. Have fun in AEW, Angel Garza. <sighs> Happy future endeavor, New Year. <laughs> <laughs> new Year, new job. You're 
what's your New Year's resolution? Finding work. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I did get one Christmas present already. This little, uh, my, my mother-in-law bought me a pipe for Christmas. There you go. Well, it was secrets. I had to open this in front of people. She brought me a pipe and a grinder. An awesome grinder. But this is a pretty nice pipe here. Glass. It looks like an actual pipe pipe. Like a, like an old man smoking pipe. I like it. Green. I don't know why it's like Hulk green. But this company makes green, clear, and blue. That's the only three colors you get from, from Grav. Or Grav. Whatever the name is. But yeah, I got this bad boy. I like it. I mean, you know, Fucking I don't want to keep the accusations going, but I got to say that you, know, you got yourself a nice pipe there, sir. That is a pipe. I'm going to go ahead and hit it. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, Dirk. I am on the pipe and hitting it now. Fucking mm-hmm. thing hits like a bong. I like it. All right. So, I think that's enough COVID talk. Yes. We've fulfilled our quota. Okay. (laughs) Give me one second here. And it is time for shitty wrestling takes. (laughs) My favorite segment. Eric did send me this. He's keeping it going, and I definitely appreciate this. This is from someone we've... We've we've shit on before. This is uh, David from the pro wrestling world. This guy seems to be an ongoing. If we do year end awards, we're working one in for this dude. This should lead up to us having him on the show. Like, yeah. there's no way that he'll do research and listen back to like us making fun of him. So like, we'll just have him on the show. I was a Cody fan, but this guy is a Cody fan. <sighs> And this is horrible. This this is going back to last week, actually. This is going back to uh, the match on uh, Dynamite, the one-hour match. The Iron Man match, I guess we could call it. The time limit draw between uh, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson. Oh, man, it's going to take me a while to get out of that one. And Adam Page. Now, this is a little lengthy. It's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. It's about six paragraphs, but I'll get, I'll get through it quickly. We might need to just stop after a few paragraphs because this, I've read this twice now and I just, sometimes I just can't believe that this, I'm hoping this guy is trolling at, at time. I I, literally paragraph by paragraph. I kept saying he can't be serious. Anyway, sometimes I wonder if he he does troll just to get reaction. I mean, it's not like they get you know thousands of comments. Get four hundred, you know, four four hundred comments and stuff like that. But um, here we go. Pro Wrestling World. David says more on this time limit draw. You know what this tells me? That I was right about Adam Page. He's not good enough to beat Brian Danielson. He's not relevant enough to go over a legend, but TK, TK, I like how he calls him TK, like he's a, like he's his good buddy, but TK isn't brave enough to piss off a few marks and crown Brian as a champion. The fact that he's calling other people marks. Oh, 
<laughs> the irony. You know what I remember from CM Punk at the end of his WWE run? Him bitching about how, ta- how the talent of today doesn't go over and the older legends of the past, or doesn't go over the older legends of the past. They never get the win. They said AEW would be different. No, it's not. Adam Page is the young, fresh talent, and Brian Danielson is the older, established legend who's even talked retiring in a few years. Adam Page doesn't get to beat him. This is like how this is like how no one but John Cena ever gets to beat The Rock. <laughs> yeah, The Rock's never lost a match. Could someone look up The Rock's win-loss record, please? Uh and how until recently, no one could even pin Brock Lesnar. Brian Danielson is literally just a more active Dwayne Johnson here. <laughs> just not, not putting over younger talent. And I don't blame Danielson, honestly. I blame booking because that's what booking is telling me. I express that Adam Page has a lot of problems that need to be fixed. What? Huh? Or the title... <laughs> I, or the title needs to get off page and go to Brian. Well, a win over Daniel Bryan would have done a lot. Adam Page has wrestled one match since becoming champion, and he couldn't win at that. What a bunch of crap. Weak-ass champion. Can't even win a title defense. But can't lose either. Reasons? 50-50 booking. Sign David. <laughs> Well, thank God, David, David, first of all, David, I feel like I'm talking to myself. Um, (laughs) uh, This is not me, by the way. Just want to know that (laughs) this is not not me. (laughs) Uh, um, All right. I I guess we can try to pick this apart right here at the beginning. Um, not good enough to beat Daniel Bryan, but good enough to go one hour with a person you, a few paragraphs down, call an established legend. So how is that not being good enough for anything? He didn't win. He didn't lose. He he got the last, he got the last, um, hidden. It just ran out of time. He would have pinned him and he would probably win one. He got that finisher in. Fucking match told a great story. I don't think exactly th- this guy did not get the story. Did not get the fucking story. Obviously doesn't understand where this is going. This will come to another match. We know this will come down to another match. If TK books it that way, first of all, I hate saying that name because I had a boss named TK. <laughs> fucking one of Anyway, um, and and the fact that he called other people marks, just whoo, there's the pot, here's the kettle. Oh my lord! Um, anyway. That's the ironic part. He's the biggest Cody Mark I've seen. I thought I was a Cody Mark, but wow. he's beyond Cody Mark. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm more on the Dan Lambert side of the Cody argument. Uh, anyway, um, and then this whole uh, CM Punk bitching about—that's got nothing to fucking do with nothing. That 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 take that part out. Shut the fuck up. 
Um, and, and again, this third paragraph, he literally calls Daniel Bryan a, a legend. So again, Adam, no, Adam Page, why? First of all, Daniel Bryan's undefeated. Adam Page just became champion very recently. Yeah, this was his first title defense, so he shouldn't lose it. Daniel Bryan doesn't need to lose his streak yet. See, see where it's going here. You gotta wait. You don't, you don't, you don't give that right. away. You don't give that away on free television. You don't give Daniel Bryan losing away on television. You give that away on a pay per view. You don't give Adam Page losing that title away on television. I doubt they will because it was such a big deal for him to win it. It's got to be a big deal for him to lose it, and that you don't do on television. You do on pay per view also. Yep. Right, Smark? You got it. I don't I, I fucking this mouse isn't cooperating with me. I muted myself for a second because I had to cough. Anyways, yeah, it, it's weird because he talks about it like it's real, and then he talks about it like it's not real. Like, like pick a lane and stick to it. Because he was saying basically that, like, he couldn't win, he couldn't get the job, and he couldn't defend the belt successfully. But then he talks about like the logistics of whether or not he should have been booked to beat him, whether or not Danielson should have been booked to win the belt. So it's like you, you're acknowledging that it's a work, but then you're acting like it's real. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And uh, let's see, before we get to the rock paragraph i do have it here let's see the rock has had a total of it looks like 280 wins in his career he's had 180 losses and uh 40 draws dqs whatever that is um man for a guy that doesn't lose 180 that's pretty that's pretty good for a guy who never <laughs> loses you know hmm Anyway, uh, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But yeah, this is where the, the, this paragraph he gets into the, the whole Cena thing, and you know the Rock. That Cena is the only guy that ever gets to beat the Rock. Well, I guess Cena's beat the Rock 180 times, according to this guy, David Mark David. I just think he doesn't like Paige. And he just went to eat, but went to nitpick everything he does. Well, it seems like he was a, like it like is like this big page mark, but he's also a big Brian uh, Daniel Bryan. I, very weird, very weird. And he keeps saying, yeah. and he calls him Brian Danielson some part, Daniel Bryan in some parts. This is this is a little manic. I'm not gonna lie, it's a little manic. <laughs> he's all over the place. He's probably drinking a Jolt Cola. Mm -hmm. Shaking while typing this, maybe even a wink cola. No, I'm surprised. I'm maybe I'm surprised he didn't hashtag literally shaking uh, at the end of this. Um, let's see where else can we go with this one. Calls Dan calls Brian Danielson a, a more active Dwayne Johnson. Um, that, first of all, I wouldn't even call Dwayne Johnson active. When was the last time he had a match? 2015. I don't know. I mean, literally, this guy. That sounds about right. This guy can't even do a WWE video, but like little tiny, like Hall of Fames are getting videos from him. Uh, I love it. 
I love it. If he's a more active The Rock, I want to see him in Fast and Furious. I want to see like <laughs> Brian Danielson, like he's like everybody else has their fucking souped up muscle cars and shit, and he's just like driving a Tesla. <laughs> Brian Danielson driving. Oh shit! He's just kicking back while they're all trying to drive the car, and he's kicking back. It's driving itself. <laughs> he's Got doing a glass the, of almond milk. He's doing the speed limit, <laughs> following road rules. Got his kid in the back seat. This Being guy, responsible dad. This guy's never going to get away from the cops, man. <laughs> The cops just don't even look at them. They just go after everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I, I've had enough of uh, this this shit take. I, I can't. Do you have any more shit take? No. I, actually, yes. Well, <laughs> I, there's a pretty good shit. Take. Actually, I, have, I, I do have one to add to this really quick. Mm-hmm. It, it adds right to this match. Um, X Pac chimed in with a lot of people bitching about this match going the way it did, the way it ended. And X-Pac had this quick little quip to say, if you're shitting on this match, you have zero credibility when it comes to judging pro wrestling. Someone clapping or jerking off? A little bit of both. Clapping. Okay, a little bit of both. <laughs> well, he was clapping. I didn't realize my mic was still on. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> That's right, I did. I know you did. part of the kink, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Enough of this guy. Enough of... Yeah, don't worry. It was clapping. Enough of pro wrestling world, David. Is this guy an admin or anything? Or is he just some... Yeah, he's an admin. It, oh, my God. Oh, boy. And then he puts... And he puts the picture of old Adam Page holding a beer. <clears throat> oh, man. Anyway, let's just close this out. I mean, Adam Page is so goddamn overrated. Why would you have him on his first? They made this huge. Okay, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I, I can't. They made this huge yeah. deal of this guy winning the title. This two-year storyline, which I don't give a fuck if COVID you know, stranded this storyline for a while. It's still... They always kept this storyline going, even on that BTE show, one way or the other. Um, exactly. It, 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 you don't make that big of a deal with someone winning and then strip, take the title off of them in their first title defense. You don't fucking do that. You can't fucking. Especially to a guy that just came to, to the company, not even six months into the company. And, and, and let's face it, you know, you know who would do that? WWE. That's who would do that exactly the per the, the company who would do something like that so no they just don't want to do that anyway let's just move on here smart was about to bring up another shit take yes we're gonna have a little bit of fun with this one because it's from wrestlinginc.com <laughs> i'm not going to say this person's name we're gonna see if we can guess this Ooh. Um, but um a, a, a former wrestler recalled their time in WWE, or in WWF as it was at the time, so they were talking about the company, quote, the company was really sinking fast, and they tried Ultimate Warrior, and they ended up with Macho Man Randy Savage. I don't know what the fuck that means either, but uh, anyways, they end up with Ric Flair, but nobody was really turning things around, and things were getting worse. 
they were losing all these toy deals and things within the promotion that I was really unaware of. I was the kind of guy who pulled the sword out of the stone. I took wrestling in a different direction, I think. When you look back today, they don't wrestle like Hawk Hogan anymore. They wrestle like Bret Hart. Wrestling's all about action and speed and telling a story. And I think Bret Hart was where that came in. Now, who was responsible for all of these things that were praising Bret Hart? Well, of course, it was Bret Hart that did this. Yeah. Bret Hart says that nobody wrestles like Hulk Hogan anymore. They wrestle like Bret Hart. So he talks a little bit more, quote, Vince McMahon, I think, was worried that he might actually go to jail over all this stuff. The steroid trial back in the day, Hart recalled, he decided that he needed to put the title on somebody that was safe, secure bet, that wouldn't drop the ball, wouldn't mess up would have no scandals, impaired driving, really going to take shots at the Usos, that's not fair, or anything that could set the company back huge if they were the wrong guy. And he chose me. I turned out to be a good hero for him and a good hero for the wrestling industry. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to see if this... I haven't actually read this article, this uh, paragraph, but I'm going to see if this is fun. We'll, we'll learn together. There is something very beautiful about that and how I slowly evolved into that character. And then that crowning moment when I became champion, hard explained, that set me apart. That gave me a confidence and a believability in myself. I believed in myself. I just went above and beyond as much as... Conf- as much as possible to live up to that moment and to be that champion. Always deliver those kind of matches I knew I worked really hard at. And I think that's why I feel like I'm remembered that way. I think Brett, I think Bret Hart might be David from the pro wrestling world. <laughs> um, they both think it's real, first of all. Um, wow. Wow. This guy hugs himself in the morning. You know that, right? I just, I, I just saw this and I was like, I, I this is going to be good fodder for a potential box fan because it's the idea of Bret Hart saying they don't wrestle like Goldberg anymore. They wrestle like Bret Hart. This guy. And he talks to himself in the third person. This guy doesn't mm-hmm. shower. He he fondles himself. That's what he does. Does he? Yes. Loves himself. Absolutely in love with himself. I think they wrestle nothing like Bret Hart anymore. First of all, most of them, thank God, except for Ricochet, don't cut a promo like you did to put put half the fucking crowd to sleep. Bret, uh, I'll go ahead and just kind of speak to you, Bret. I've never shit on your wrestling ability in the ring. You're just a boring fucking promo. You're a fucking charisma vacuum. And I just never thought you were interesting. And I don't think people wrestle like Bret Hart right now. I really don't. Bret Hart never did flippy-dippy-doos in the ring. Did he? No. You, no. you never saw Bret Hart do a tope? No. Never saw Bret Hart do a tope suicida. <laughs> never. Never. I don't think I ever saw Bret Hart do a moonsault. I'm not sure I you saw remember him. that uh, match at WrestleMania 10 with him and Owen Hart where he uh, broke out the gusset plates and the light tubes? Yes. No. No. Maybe. No. I, I just like the part about uh, defeating uh, Ric Flair in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Of course. Just reminds me of that part in Grown Ups. <laughs> when they bring over. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. 
And they bring over the, the, the guy, and he's all ripped, and then he starts talking, and he's got this horrible, horrible accent and this squeaky voice. It's pretty funny. Hmm. And he's from, he's from Saskatchewan, so from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> it says in this article, Hart is now remembered on Canada's Walk of Fame. Hart is the first professional wrestler to receive this honor from his home country. I want to know what the Canada Walk of Fame is. By the way, this is like there's just like two spots, like Bret Hart and like Geddy Lee. Well, no, uh, Chris Jericho inducted him, and guess yeah, guess who else was also inducted on that same day? Geddy Lee, Keanu Reeves, the fucking guy from uh, like Dave Thomas or whatever. Not the hamburger guy, but the sketch comedian Dave Foley. Ke- Keanu Reeves. Nice. Keanu. Uh, Dave Foley might already be on there. Dave Foley. I, I like Dave Foley. Oh, you know, we're going to have to fucking do it. Because it, it gives you a link to the Canada Hall of Fame or Walk of Fame. I'm going to look here. Canada Walk of Fame. We're going to find some people. Uh, we're going to have fun with this, I think. We'll see if I can. We got time. We only have, uh, we've got one thing after this. And y- you know what? While you're looking that up, we'll get back to that. This, this all is going to kind of roll together. AEW last week did actually announce a few things with their Owen Hart Cup. Uh, there's going to be men's tournaments and women's tournaments will take place starting in May and culminating with both finals at the AEW Double or Nothing with Dr. Martha Hart on hand to award cups to the winners. Boy, I, cool. I, if, if, if Vince has a heart attack on this day, we know why he is going to fucking hit the fucking roof that they're doing this, that she's on board with this, that they have a foundation. I'm telling you, I don't I think this fight is going to stick in his craw, but, um, that this is going to be pretty cool. And I'm really, I think it's really cool. Also, they're doing a men and women's tournament. Just, just think that's a really good thing. It's just going to make it a longer, more interesting tournament. So, Thought I'd throw that in there. All comes into the whole any, heart thing. Any early predictions? And I know we don't know who's going to be in it, but if they were in it, any bold predictions? Ooh, man, that's. I'll go with. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, Kenny Omega. Mm, for the men, I'll. You know what? I will say a newly returning John Moxley. I say Kenny Omega because he's from Canada. You know that's from Canada. Brian Adams and Paul Anka were inductees to the Canada Walk of Fame. I knew Brian Adams was Canadian. I like Brian Adams. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, definitely Canadian. Definitely. definitely. Uh... Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michael Bublé. Ooh, my parents love them some Michael Bublé. All right, here we go. This will be up your alley. John Candy, 1998 inductee. Oh, yeah, Canadian-born John Candy. Definitely a huge fan. Did a whole show on him. Check that out on Hollywood Hangout. I was a little under the weather when I did it, but uh, it got done. Hmm. Burton Cummings. I have no idea who that is, but uh, I just like the name. He's coming. Celine Dion, of course. Of course. Drake, 2011, inductee really? of the. Really? 
Mm-hmm. I'm actually I, not seeing Dave Foley here, which is a big, big letdown for I me. No Michael clue. J. Fox, 2000 inductee, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> there we go. Here's the comedy. Brendan Fraser, 2006 inductee. Don't We're mess with him. Ones here. I like Brendan Fraser, man. Well, someone has to. Um, Aww, he's, an, he's you know what, man? He's, he's actually a, a, one of those kind of like Keanu. He's one of those all around good dudes that just kind of okay, like, got shafted. Well, speaking of getting shafted here, we got Brandon Fraser, 2006, 2012, mm-hmm. six years after Brandon Fraser, which means that he had to wait for six additional years to achieve the same status as Brandon Fraser. Phil Hartman, you want to talk about getting a shaft? There's the shaft. They should have inducted him sooner. Uh, wow, Phil Hartman. Phil, man, he was so funny. He was mm. so funny on every show he was in, and he was did a lot of things that just obscure things but i mean if if you watch the peewee i forget it's like a live show with peewee herman in it uh he does a whole all his whole little uh, peewee um playhouse live phil hartman's in it all right so there's kind of a loophole here then 2008 kids in the hall so it technically counts as dave Foley. Oh, okay that i love that i used to i love that show and if you if you've never seen the movie Brain Candy, seek it out. It is a kid. If you're a Kids in the Hall fan, seek the movie out. I'm not telling you it's some fucking masterpiece or work of art, but it is funny. It is a good movie, and you will get a lot of laughs watching it. Anne Murray. <laughs> Who? Anne Murray, the singer. Oh, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Let's see. Sandra O. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they really are like kind of reaching for <laughs> here we go. We'll we'll close in this one since it wasn't as funny as I thought it was gonna be. 2007 Nickelback. There you go. Nickelback in the Canadian Hall of Fame before Phil Hartman. <laughs> I didn't even know they were Canadian. They are definitely Canadian. I did know that. Yep. Where's Rush? You know, I that 1999. There we go. I was looking for. They have these listed in a very weird order. I'm gonna I, post it. Paul Schaefer was on here too. Okay, it's I'm, like not in order. It's not chronological order. I don't. It might be alphabetical, but it doesn't even look like it. Uh, yeah, no. William Shatner, WWE Hall of Famer and Canadian Hall of Famer. Ah. All right. I'm just glad we've got. Uh... Alan Thick. You know you can. Adjust. You can actually hit year, and it will shuffle it by year. You know you can do that, right? Well, that you know that would have been useful if I hadn't already reached the end of this list. Yeah, if you go to the, if you go to the arrow and click it, you can go to the top or the bottom, and you can go and find out everyone who was inducted. Actually, uh, let's see. There was more. Inducted yeah, just funny. this year. There was Graham Greene, Romeo Delier, James Gollip, Charles Best, Frederick Baring. And uh, yeah, now you can go by year if you want to do that way. Uh, Corey Hart, Sunglasses at Night in 2016. There's a guy, he's apparently a director, and I do not, I, it can't be the way that he pronounces his name, but J E W I S O N. Norman Jewison? That sounds like that I That can't be the way that he pronounces his that's name. That's how I'd pronounce it. Pamela Anderson was in here in 2006. 
Yep. Wow. All right, now I I got it by year now, and I'm uh, pulling it up from the way back times. We're going into 2015. To Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. If you remember, uh, what was that TV show he did? No idea. Oh, he was first of all he was the judge in the in the air in Airplane Two. He nice. was the judge. Um. Oh my God! Hold on a second. Hold on. Let me hold on. Let me open. Click. I gotta find. Now I have to know the name of this television show. Tell him <laughs> Perry Mason. Thank you. I'm sitting there thinking. Ozzy has a song about this. Perry Mason. Mm, yeah, I've actually heard. I've heard that song. Yeah. All right, James Cameron, Jim Carrey. Of course, Jim Carrey. Uh, all right, that's enough. Drake still shocks me. Had no clue. Oh yeah, he's he's Canadian. He was on uh, fucking Degrassi. Okay. He, he was a he played a kid in a wheelchair. I don't know why that's funny to me, but he did. Oh, you're a little sadistic. It's okay. We get it. Yeah, I mean, we I mean, you yeah. don't want to be pretending to be in a wheelchair, like you know. All right, dirty. so um, I, <laughs> I'm definitely it's not. an inside joke, but uh, you know, if, if you're one of the there's only like. Pretty much everybody in the chat knows this inside joke, so there you go. We're playing to the audience tonight. Uh, it's uh, I, I really have nothing else on Bret Hart. He's just a boring, egotistical man. I don't know him. It's just how he comes off to me. Anyone else? I think it's no. funny that he's putting himself. I just imagine him like watching an FTR promo and just being like, "Yep." Dry and boring. Where do you think they got that from? <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> you know, back in the day, they used to cut interesting promos. And I was like, I'm about to change the game. Give me this microphone. <laughs> oh, God. He had one promo people remember him by. And it, and the and it was just for, you know, basically outing Shawn Michaels for banging Sonny. Yeah, well, you, there was that one, and then there was the one where he swore. And <laughs> that's about it. I don't even remember that one. Uh, it was, like, leading up to WrestleMania 13, where it was, like, a cage match, and then, like, he started complaining that people were screwing him, and he's like, oh, this is a bunch of bullshit, and they, like, bleeped it or whatever. I forget what happened. It was one of those things where it's, like, he had, like, I think he had a cage match against The Undertaker, and if he won the cage match, he would be the champion so you get the main event Wrestlemania and it did happen uh, how about his first WCW promo after screwed, after the uh, Montreal screwed up yeah I don't remember I uh, honestly don't remember either I'm not trying to be a dick but I don't rem- I honestly don't remember much of anything from his WCW run other than him wearing that like metal plate or whatever when Goldberg speared him, mm. and then unfortunately him getting kicked square in the head by Goldberg and yep. all the medical issues that would result from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. that was that that was that was pretty bad. But uh, I mean, I, I, honestly, when Brett probably that when Bret Hart walked out, I probably switched back to to WWF at the time. Mm-hmm. Probably. What I did, I'm like, I can watch this Bret Hart promo, or I can watch the oddities. Oddities, it is. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see the oddities. <laughs> I'd rather at that time, absolutely, than uh, yeah, yeah. I'd rather see that than Bret Hart. Just, uh, just kind of the way it goes. 
I liked Oddities at the time. I said, you know, they still do. It's a fun gimmick. I, I had no idea at the time as a kid that uh, that was an earthquake under that mask, the Golga mask. Mm-hmm. Now you know. I didn't know that either. Wow. Do you know he really couldn't cause an earthquake? I mean, he's a large man. Uh, Let's but, not count it out. But he he cannot cause the platelets in the earth to move and shift. He can't do that. Do you remember that like the video that was going around from the uh, Japan? They did a show. I think it was WWF and. One of the Japanese wrestling companies where the guy tried to shoot on him and he just like straight up beat his ass. That was pretty cool. Well, I mean, was a still a large man. I mean, <laughs> well, he was a legit sumo wrestler for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just 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 for a minute. Well, yeah, not because I mean, he he became a pro wrestler pretty early in the life, if I remember correctly. Obviously, it was. Just, I mean, obviously, it was just for a minute. So. As one does, you know, you fucking you study abroad. Some mm-hmm. people go to Europe. Some people become sumo wrestlers. It's, it's life. I'm sure there's MMA fighters who have been MMA fighters for one minute. <laughs> so the show opens up with CM Punk, and um... <laughs> actually, before we get to that, got two little videos we can play here. Um, and actually, what we'll, we'll, we'll do is I'll play this one little video. We'll talk a little about SmackDown. I have a video of the ending of SmackDown. I watched the ending of SmackDown. I thought it was actually pretty good. Roman Reigns, I, I really, I, I if, if I watched any show at this point, I think I would watch SmackDown. I probably should at least go back to watching SmackDown since we don't do a show on Fridays anymore. That'd probably be a great idea, right? So, first video I've got is, I guess Jeff Hardy was in a bar. And decided to, I don't know if this is what he's doing now, if he's just kind of traveling around the bars and singing, doing acoustic. Some other guy is playing guitar and he's singing. But this is kind of a an acoustic version of his intro, his newer intro song. and Well, former newer intro song. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Now, the fan picks this up. It's fan cam. It's picked up kind of in the middle of the song. But um, go ahead and play a little. I just figured it would be cool to play this. I don't know how many people actually saw this. Just learn. Don't you see the writing on the wall? Writing on the wall. You're in way over your head. You're trying to drown in the things that you said. Time has come and gone for words. A thousand threats I've heard before. But all your words It's a paradox, a mystery, a riddle, a door in your face, and only I have the key to understand. All right. Not bad. Got to be honest, for acoustic, I mean, just in a bar, not in a studio or anything, not that bad. Nope. I mean, he does sing his theme song also, or former, Mm -hmm. used to, whatever. I know Jeff's gone. <laughs> but not forgotten. Yeah. So. <laughs> R.I.P. 
Uh, what? <laughs> so, imagine. Uh-oh. Just imagine, like, fucking going to an open mic night mm. at, like, some just, like, coffee shop. And you get, like, fucking Jeff Hardy just singing his theme song. They should do, like, a tour, like a music festival of just, like, the wrestlers who also do music. You get, like, fucking Jeff Hardy. You get Enzo. Fucking Jeff Jarrett singing with my baby tonight. I would oh. pay money to see this shit. Jeff Jarrett could even remember the words to that song. I don't think we should bring him up there at this point. Well, um, I mean, it was a bit of a Millie Vanilli situation. Apparently, the road dog was singing it all, the whole time. Yeah, more than apparently. Uh, <laughs> According to the old angle. But, <laughs> That'd be, I would actually, that would, it'd be fucking terrible, but I would pay money to see it. If uh, fucking Coco Beware, I think he's still alive. Have him do it, Pile Driver. He is still alive. Awesome. I am glad to hear that. Living in Delray. That would have really brought things down. Lives in Delray Beach, Florida, sir, from what I remember. I'm not sure if he still does, but he did. Right on. He did. He did live in there, Delray Beach, Florida. So. There was that. Again, I, I, you know, I mean, no, he's not the greatest singer in the world, but, you know, he's up there. It's just, it looks like the, there's just him and a guitar. That ain't easy to do. Because, you know, when they're in the studio, they got the headphones on. It kind of drowns out everything. You can hear the, you know, the, the music in your ear. So, you know, you can hear beats. You can hear, it's just him and a fucking guitar. So, pretty, I mean, if you want to hear the studio version, the theme version, if no one remembers it, I've got it right here. Here you go. A bit of an intro to it, so it'll take a minute. But... Hear that kind of old Jeff Hardy coming in there. The old Hardy Boys. Here he's got some shit in that microphone. Mm-hmm. He's got some shit in the microphone. Every singer uses it now. Nothing we can do about it. But uh, you know, still, I ain't gonna. I ain't shitting on the guy. I think it was pretty good. Listen, uh, most singers don't sound, you know, acoustic how they do anyway. Um, but not bad, man. You know, it's funny we were talking about the. Um, uh, MTV Unplugged a few weeks ago, Smart. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what that was right there. Jeff Hardy Unplugged. Since we're talking about wrestlers and doing music, this is a perfect opportunity since it's the season and all. Yeah. Do you remember that year where they had like the Lillian Garcia released her music album? And then like a couple months later, Jillian Hall released like a gag kayfabe shitty Christmas music song mm. CD where she just like purposely sang off key for like 12 songs. Mm-hmm. And it did better sales numbers than <laughs> Lillian Garcia's actual sincere music album. Yeah, well, people like gimmicks. <laughs> that shit will forever crack me up. I felt bad for her, but it's still funny. Dude, that was a gag gift. That's why it got bought. It was a gag gift. I think people 
people just buy shit sometimes, literally just to own it, keep it, not open it. They'll buy two, one to open, one not to. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, oh, I would love to have that fucking Hawk Hogan music CD. Hawkster in Heaven, Beach Patrol, and all the other fucking shitty songs that he did. Hawk Hogan in the Wrestling Boot Band. Yes. Yes. Tell me that's on YouTube. Oh, it definitely is. All of the songs are from oh, there. Oh, God. You got Hawkster in Heaven. You got Beach Patrol. Uh, other ones. <laughs> other ones. Okay. I got you. I got you. So Hogan. No, we don't need to look this up. We don't need to look this up. No, no, no. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do this, Mark. We don't need to do it. <laughs> Hawk rules the full album. Yeah, you can get to all 29 and 37 seconds of it. Is he playing bass in it? I hope so. Did he uh, leave the Metallica tryout and go right here? That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Metallica wasn't good enough for him, so he had to form a band with Jimmy Hart. Yeah, I mean, you know, just imagine Hulk Hogan playing in Metallica. Just imagine this <laughs> this giant human being all oiled up in red and yellow playing guitar, playing bass for your band. Oh God! We could have got we could have got fucking do rag and court Hawk Hogan in the early two thousands for the Napster trial. Would have been great, man. Would have been mm-hmm. great. Would have been great. So anyway, let's uh, no, let's go. You guys get mind getting into SmackDown. Eric, did you see any of any of SmackDown? I heard what happened. Okay. At the end. Smart. Did you watch any of SmackDown? All of it. No further questions. All right. All right. You're still in the habit. I get it. I get it. I love it. I, uh, you know, um, Roman Reigns turned on Paul Heyman, apparently. And, uh, well, uh, spoiler. <laughs> no, I meant like he turned him on. Oh, he turned on Paul Heyman. <laughs> he, you know, the show opened with Roman singing Santa Baby to Paul Heyman, which was seemed pretty tone deaf because Heyman being Jewish really? and all. Okay. First of all, you're not allowed to sing Santa Baby anymore. Mm-hmm. That is a rapey, rapey song. You can't. Yeah, you're thinking of "Baby, It's Cold." Well, I guess that too. But "Baby, It's Cold Outside" is the song that you're thinking about. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Santa I'm... Baby is where, like the, uh, it was kind of the original, like simp yes. anthem. Yes. Was, you know, like nowadays would be like somebody singing about you know signing up for their OnlyFans, but back in the day it was like, "Hey, Santa, if you give me a Lexus, I'll uh, give you a rim job." Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Straight to. I mean, nah, wow. so I'm kidding. The song was in the 50s. The rim job wasn't invented then. Oh, I'm sure it was, sir. It was just called something different, I'm sure. <laughs> Shout out to our grandparents, I suppose. That's what the 21 skadoo was. <laughs> ah, <I see. laughs> that the old hucklebuck. Oh, okay. Ho, ho, ho. I like how, like, the most extensive we've gotten into subjects has been, like, rim jobs in the Canadian Hall of Fame. Like, that's the most, that's the longest we've spent on any topic tonight. Well, no reason to have a very long show, I guess. Look, uh, it is a slow news week. It is. There's a reason why you might not be getting a show next week. Yeah, it's going to be fucking, number one, it's going to be dead. Number two, it, it might just be nice to take the, take, take a week, come on back and, and, in January. Refresh. Yeah. 
I could actually use a week off, to be honest with you. I'm beat, man. <laughs> this waking up at 5.30 shit is really, I'm getting too old for this shit. Especially drinking. My God. Drinking and getting up at 5.30 is getting tough. So, anyway. Smackdown. Yes, Roman Reigns uh, did turn on Paul Heyman. <laughs> Not. I do have a theory here, but I'll wait. Ooh. Okay. All right. We'll wait. I can do that. All right. I got a little volume here. We can uh, go ahead and play this. I do have the... Re- Sorry, the audio of it. Now, this is right where they had been talking. Uh, Roman Reigns did ask him, did you know this? Did you know that? And, you know, did you know he was going to be at uh, SummerSlam? Did you know he was going to be not not suspended? Did you know he was coming back? And Heyman denied all that, of course. And finally, we get this question from Roman Reigns. Oh, God damn it. Unmute. Play. I'm not protecting Brock Lesnar from you. All right. Let's just stop here. I I just got to bring up one thing. Paul Heyman, as usual, un believable acting in this whole segment. I mean, right here, he's looking up at the sky like, God, please protect me when I say this to this man. (laughs) So I just didn't want to forget to say that. So here we go. I'm protecting you from Brock Lesnar. Okay, that's fine. I can go from here. The funniest part of this is Jey Uso. He's the complete hype man during the fight. He's the guy that won't hit anyone, but will sit there and be like, yeah, fuck him up, fuck him up, fuck him up, but won't hit, won't actually hit anyone. Look, <laughs> The guy that's fucking holding me back, and he's like, yeah. his friend's not even barely trying to hold him back. There's actually no one even near him. And he's yelling. He's holding himself back, mm-hmm. like like the sheriff in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> he fucking like just like brings a mannequin out of nowhere. <laughs> Hold me back, who's That really is. That really is one of the best scenes in Blazing Saddles, where when when he becomes sheriff, and he's holding the own gun to his own head. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. I love all the Mel Brooks movies. I do love that movie, yeah. You know, I haven't done a Mel Brooks movie. I've been a little nervous to do a Mel Brooks movie. They're a little little racy. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, considering my favorite part of that movie is the French mistake part, which yeah. I mean, it had Dom DeLuise in it, so I mean, I guess it's all right. But yeah, I I, I like Dom DeLuise. Just remember, he's got a bunch of kids. So oh. I thought he actually was gay. Honestly, he has a, got. Um... I mean, that doesn't necessarily stop you from being gay. No, but one of his kids was in NYPD Blue. One of his kids was in 21 Jump Street. Michael DeLuise. There's a few DeLuises. Michael DeLuise was uh, Andy's son in NYPD Blue. Hmm. I forget Uh, the other, but there's a few DeLuise kids out there, and I believe it was a daughter also. I see it more, you know. There's flamboyant, and then, then there's Liberace. One, two, three. Listen up. No, I'm not gonna finish that. But it's fun. It, I like that part of the scene in the right. movie. It was a good shit. So anyway, we've got uh, Jay Uso back there once again, being the old hype man, and just really you gonna let him you gonna let him disrespect you. And of course, this once again, I. I I know we haven't talked about WWE in a while, but first of all, Roman Reigns has a shirt on that says Needle Mover. <laughs> oh, it's going to be right up there with the APA always pounding ass t-shirts. Well, I know what he's trying to say. Moves the needle in the ratings. Um, but it just doesn't sound right. But uh, anyway... Roman Reigns great here also just the look on his face he looks like he's he's so tormented and so what do I do what do I say I, I how do I handle this and here we go God damn it he hugs Paul I love you wise man and I thank you for your honesty. Thank you, my tribal chief. Thank you, my tribal and I chief. I thank you for 40 years of service to my family. I love you, my tribal chief. I love you, my tribal chief. And you're fired. Oh. We get a Superman punch right there. We get a Superman punch right there. Um, just great stuff right there. And I love that right there with, with Roman. He hugged him. He said that. Just It was great. And I love Paul Heyman. Thank you, my tribal chief. I love you too, my tribal chief. He's so great. And uh, Roman goes for a chair. Jay hands him a chair. And then Roman's like, no, 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 no. Give me another chair. And he's going to put one under Paul's head. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and looking like a hipster farmer that you would not fuck with. <laughs> I have no other clue how to say this. Does that, does that sound about right? Exactly right. Basically, yeah. it's like if a like barista started doing steroids. Oh, ex- yes, yes, and went. He's the Batista of baristas. And if he went complete, complete, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I like that. That was good. That was good. <laughs> yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking argue this right. I'm not doing this right now. I'm not doing it. Honestly, I'm not sure who is arguing with that, but Luke in the chat's been really hyped about that. It's the the first song is a Christmas movie. He goes to a Christmas party. It ends with a Christmas song. It's a fucking Christmas movie. Yeah, Carl Winslow. That has nothing to do with it except he's awesome. He's in the movie. I mean, and I want to believe that that's his Carl Winslow character. It's like a reprise. Kind of is. You're right. It <laughs> kind of is. Uh, but Brock Lesnar just comes down like a motherfucking, <laughs> pun intended, beast of a barista. <laughs> the barista beast. Beastrista. And I love that after he, he hit the uh, suplex on Jimmy, his collar was popped up and he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> his, his flannel collar under his overalls was popped up. Like it was 1983, and he just rolled with it. But he takes out Roman, he takes out the Usos, and he really took out the Usos. Um, yeah, he did. Takes out Roman, but just... I, I'm going to have to get back into watching at least SmackDown, because this shit right here is great. Brock just... I just never thought I'd see Brock looking like this. You know, man... Yeah. I'm I'm not even sure what that hair and that's not a ponytail. Kind of a man. Sort I, of. I don't I'm not sure, but it's weird. But anyway, I, I just thought that was great. I figured we could go ahead and talk about that a little bit and play it and just praise it a little bit. We don't praise WWE a lot. So the good stuff I like to play because we get to praise it. And that's really been about the best thing on WWE right now. So, yeah, I have a little theory, or not maybe not a theory per se, but yeah, I think I think Paul, I think this is just a swerve, and I think Paul Heyman's actually going to stay with Roman. I think it might be too. I, I really do, especially with the look. Right after Paul Heyman looked up at the sky to 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 be like, you know, help me, Lord, what I'm about to say to Roman Reigns with the whole, you know, I'm not protecting, you know, whatever from whatever. He kind of gave him this little, you ready for this? You ready? And okay. Yeah. Yeah, a little, mm-hmm, almost. So I thought, I'm I'm thinking the same thing you are. Which means they may they may completely swerve us, and he might go right back to Brock. But I don't think that I, I just don't think that's going to happen. To be honest, right now Brock doesn't need a manager; he's over, and he doesn't need a title. No, and it, it, that's another. Well, I think there's. I think it's time to give the title to someone else. I do think. I do think Brock will take the title. Um. I do. Oh, you do. Yeah, I do. Well, I think you wait until WrestleMania to do it. Maybe, or that would be a great place for a rematch between those two. I don't know. We'll have to see. We will wait. Is there anybody see. else besides Brock that could take the title from him? 
no. No, and that's not even like and, I know AJ's on Raw, but uh, well, then he's not. I mean, it's it's just the the answer is no, and that's a scary answer for a company yeah. like WWE. And that's why they were desperate to try to get the Rock. Yeah, I just don't think he wants to do it. I don't think he wants to fucking do it. Why would last time he went out there, he got hurt? Seriously, he's not mm-hmm. coming. Back. I'm sorry if you really think The Rock is coming back for a match. I don't. I'm not. uh, I'm not going to say you're delusional. I I really think you're wasting your time with that thought. Don't think about it anymore. If he comes back, bonus, great. I don't think he wants to come back. I don't think he wants to come back for a match. I don't think he wants to come back for even to manage. I think. I really think if he comes back. He's going to want to do a match, and he probably doesn't want to fucking get hurt because if he gets hurt, he can't shoot the nine billion movies he's going to have in 2022 and probably coming up in 2023. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can't blame the guy for wanting to stay healthy, not getting hurt, and wanting to continue making bajillion, gillion, zillion dollars making movies. Here's another name. Uh, Go. Do you think if John Cena came back and took the title, would it ruin his reign? And get that 17th title reign? Uh... Beating the man that held the title for almost two years. Getting his 17th. That would... That would either make people very happy, or that would actually turn John Cena heel and turn. That would be a double turn. That's what I mean. I yeah. think that would be a double turn. <laughs> I don't know. That would that would actually. I think that could actually work if they if they did it right. I. I'll tell you the truth, and you know what? We talked about this. Cena's got a lot of movies coming up to film. Mm-hmm. To film, we we did get into this. I don't see him coming back for a long time. A long time. I'm. I. I would guess maybe two years before he comes back. I swear to God, he might. He's, he might. He's come in that back. rock boat. Good. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, because they just did a movie. They just did Fast and Furious together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Well, that was a while ago. I still haven't seen that one. I'm. I. I. I I still haven't got the new one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've got past six yet. I yeah, have. I haven't seen the new one that came out this summer yet. I've got them. I've got them all, but for some reason I can't get past number six. And this one, when they, I mean, they're in space. I just, I just, I just. <sighs> the next you know, one. A- I don't know. Where, I mean, where can you go from there? The Hood, I think. Isn't that like the chronological order of the Leprechaun movies? It's like he goes to space and then he goes to the Hood. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. Maybe they mm-hmm. go to, maybe they go to the Hood in space. There you go, Space Hood. Space Hood. Okay, so I got an idea actually. Because like WWE, they love their legends and whatnot. They love the past. Mm. 
And they've been, you know, you've been having like Marie's hanging around the Miz and stuff. She's back now, I guess, on Raw and all that kind of shit. So you have WrestleMania. You bring back a legend, and I use the term loosely, but you have Brock Lesnar, and you bring back Sable. Yeah, Brock Lesnar and Sable versus John Cena and Zia Lee. And <laughs> there we Who? go. Zia Lee. <laughs> if you Wait, really think about that joke, no. it, it works perfectly. I was literally about to say, why would you put Zyali? And then literally it hit me when I was about to ask why. I was like, what? Well, I got it. I got it. That's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. I like it. I, I say book it. I mean, literally, I say book that shit. You know, Freddie Prince Jr. was uh, talking about maybe starting an independent company with all these guys that are being fired. <laughs> so, yeah, you and never Triple H. You never know. You know, I'm. I he actually in the interview. I, I didn't want to go through the whole thing. It was too long and kind of contrived. But he does say he has been talking to someone within the WWE about starting an independent company. Uh, that name did pop in my head first, I'll tell you the truth, Triple H. It's one of those things where I'm, I may joke around about it being so fucking ridiculous and improbable that it's going to end up happening. I don't know. I, I, I think if he... I, I just don't think he would. I don't think Freddie Prince Jr. would do that. I don't think Triple H would do that to the family. He's too ingrained at this point. Dude, that's your future. That's your future. That's your nest egg. That's oh, yeah, your... He's not going anywhere. No, he ain't going nowhere. He's not going to do anything to fuck that up. It, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. But uh, I don't know. Anyway, where were we? I guess we I guess we can just go to AEW and wrap this bitch up. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we do that real quick, I did see I'm, I've been looking at Brock Lesnar photos yes while we've been talking about this and the perfect tweet to kind of circle everything back together is there's a picture of brock lesnar from smackdown that you were talking about from this week and it says angry saskatchewan farmer brock lesnar is top tier and it's got him with his little flannel and his overalls on yeah yeah and the 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 picture you posted here in the chat is with him and some mystery woman yeah it just looks like he's at a bar dancing with a woman. She took a picture with him. I, and and it, it was funny. I think it was Wrestling Inc. who put, Brock Lesnar takes rare picture out of character. <laughs> just a wild Brock Lesnar sighting. People are taking blurry photos with him like it's Bigfoot. Look how big this man is. Now, let, let's... To be honest here, the woman in this photo is not a skinny, tiny little woman. She is a larger-looking woman. You can tell by her arms. And it, But Brock Lesnar's like three of her. Mm-hmm. This guy is just an absolute fucking amazing genetic freak of a Beast. human being. Yeah. And remember, he did MME, did UFC, and WWE. Yeah. He's done a lot, and well, he almost did football. I mean, he tried. Kind of, sort of. He Minnesota Viking practice squad. Yeah, 
Which, I mean, to be fair, even that he had fun with because his jersey number was 69. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He left. He gave it a shot. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to make fun of the guy? Go ahead. <laughs> do it to his that face. Be- Go ahead. Make fun of him. Like, he didn't even have to use, like, fucking swim moves. They hike the ball, and he just looks at the offensive lineman and goes, move. And he does. I'm I'm kind of surprised they didn't take him, honestly, just for name value. But I sometimes I really feel like they cut him just to make an example, like they're not going to take a guy just for name value. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, he was in Madden, too. He lasted long enough to make one of the Maddens. So that's kind of Oh, he was? Wow. I would say 2005. I mean, I just don't see how you can't find a use for a guy like that. I mean, the guy's a fucking a, a monster of a human being. Good God, you put him... He's literally fucking, like, two fucking linebackers. Yeah. I mean, just put I him... Mean, more, yeah. yeah. Other than the obvious, I hate to say it, but, I mean, there's been it's been proven, like... They have kind of an anti-doping policy that makes it a little bit hard... <laughs> Because he, he tested dirty on a couple of the, like, at least in the last UFC drug test that he took. That's why he doesn't do it anymore. That's why you couldn't fight DC. Yeah. Which I don't know if he was doing that before he had, like, the diverticulitis or whatever, because that would have been, he didn't have diverticulitis when he was in the NFL, I don't believe. So, who knows? No, but, I mean, shit, you got, I mean, Jesus Christ, so he, oh, God, he. Took something. Jesus, I mean, John Jones takes something every fucking fight, and it's usually cocaine they catch him with, and th- they take him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I really feel like they kind of maybe made an example of Brock. Like, we're, we're not going to take a guy just for his name. I don't perhaps. Know. Perhaps. But perhaps he just sucked. Uh, then there's that. All right. So let's get a little bit into this AEW Dynamite for tonight. Then we can wrap this bad boy up. Not too much to get into. Not a incredible show tonight, but uh, come on. Holiday. I watched here and there. I didn't watch the whole show, but I heard, I know what kind of happened. Well, Oh, hey, real quick. Since you said John Jones, just a reminder. There was a New York State high school wrestling meet one at one point. Mm-hmm. John Jones finished third. The winner of this New York State high school athletic wrestling meet, Matt Riddle. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, they got I mean, they got rid of him for pot. Yeah, actually, you know what? Here it is in the mixer chat here. Image link. Gonna post a photo of it because it's him. He's on, of course, the center podium because he won. And then John Jones directly to his right. And he looks wow. like he's stoned even in that photo of him <laughs> where he's probably about 16. He looks like, yeah. And John Jones looks like, motherfucker. <laughs> he does. Look at him. Yeah, it looks like he's about to do him stone cold style in the parking lot. Then there's the guy in the blue and gold on the right. It just looks like he's ready to kill a motherfucker. That could be Brock Lesnar's like twin right there. Actually, it looks like a young John Cena, to be honest with you. Look at him. Yeah, kind of. I was going to say Kurt Angle a little bit, but John Cena works too. No, the guy beside him has a little bit of that Kurt Angle jaw going too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he could be. 
could be. All right. Shout out to the guy that has the bleach blonde hair that's doing the Eminem thing about eight years after Eminem's relevancy was over. That's that's Matt Riddle. No, I'm talking about oh, the very yeah. end. I know, like I the uh, blue and yellow. Yeah, I see what you're talking about there. I, I, let blue and gold, sir. Yeah, blue and gold. Yes, yes. I'm I'm assuming that was a probably a Michigan kid. They have a lot of blue and gold. All right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I believe now. Again, I did miss some of this first match. I was trying to get the chat room working once again, repeating. Thank you once again, Smart, for getting that going. Uh, and I believe it was Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy. Yes, that was the opener. Yes. Okay. Now, I did miss some of this match when I went back out there, actually. The surprise of the night, Kyle O'Reilly coming on down, and I got to tell you, I was a little shocked. I said last week, a couple of weeks ago, I really felt he was going to stick around in NXT, uh, but it looks like he obviously did not. So we've got three of the four of Undisputed Era over here now. Where did he miss out? Riding strong. That's all they're missing. And I don't know what he's even doing. Oh, he's in the Diamond Mine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like the Cruiserweight Week champion. Oh, good. I saw I saw a picture where he's facing uh, the North American champion, and they're gonna unify the championship. Oh, wait, Barrett's gonna be on the show next week. I just oh. saw on Facebook. I don't follow NXT that much, but that's what I saw on Facebook. Yeah, I could be wrong. I don't really follow any of Roderick Strong at all, so that's fine. Uh, but um, I didn't see much of the actual match. I saw the beatdown, like I said. Uh, Smart, yeah, that's why. That's the only thing I saw. Yeah, Smart, was there anything I missed in the match at all? It was a pretty good match. I mean, they had, uh, at one point, Cole went for the Panama Sunrise, and Orange Cassidy countered it by seeing that he was in the top rope and just backing away. <laughs> Which is, I, I popped for that because, like, there's so many times in wrestling where somebody's about to dive on you and the guy just stands there. Mm. Like, nobody ever just backs away, other than, like, the Miz when people dive at him, which is also fucking funny to me. Yeah. How he just refuses to catch people. He's like, nope, I'm not getting injured. Fuck you. But yeah, he just backed away. So he had to do another move. It was pretty cool. It was a good match, honestly. Nice. Nice. Um, all right. So, like I said, Kyle. O'Reilly comes out, which looks like Adam Cole is forming his own little group back, which kind of uh, gives a little bit of an awkward moment with the Bucks at the end of the match. But Best Friends did come out as uh, Bobby Fish and everybody was beaten down. Um, uh, Orange Cassidy, uh, Best Friends came out. Now we got Trent back, Trent Beretta. But after they all got beat down, the Bucks came out, like I said, and there was a little bit of an awkward little look. And Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish ended up walking out of the ring. Why do I have this bad feeling that we're about to get babyface Bucks back, which means they're going to be out there every week, every week, every week, every segment, Every week, every segment, every segment, every week. 
mean unless they go with like whatever they're going to be calling the spirited era being phases but i don't think that's happening because no. i think you're getting bug you're getting face bugs and then omega's going to come back and he's going to be face omega and it's going to be six man which the match will be great but mm-hmm. face bucks uh, i'm with you they're not the best no maybe that's where they bring the trio championships oh could be they have been promising those now, I also thought it was funny that Kyle O'Reilly is just sitting there trying to look very menacing. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what a badass he looks like. I just would not be scared of this guy. I don't know why. I just wouldn't. He just he looks like a kid. He does. You he know, does. it's actually kind of funny now that I think about it. Because, like, the whole NXT thing, like, the last thing he did, he was doing the fucking cool Kyle gimmick. Right. And then he debuts in NXT by attacking Orange Cassidy. So it's like, you like you stole this gimmick, and then you beat him up. Like, Whoa. how many more offenses can you have against this guy? You're right. And the, and the last thing we saw with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly was them beating each other up in the cage. Mm. And him hand camp. Handcuffing him in, in, on, to, into the cage. That was the last thing we saw between those two. Mm-hmm. Man, these wrestlers really just... I mean, did they, do they just go to the police store and buy these? <laughs> <laughs> that would actually... That's actually pretty great. Just the idea of, like, not the police store, but, like, they just go into, like, a sex shop. Because you can kind of cover all your needs there. Because you can probably get some spandex and you can get some handcuffs. Yeah, but I don't think those are actual standard handcuffs. Like the 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 regular handcuff key won't open those. Maybe it will. I don't know. It'd be great if somebody broke out like some handcuffs, but they had like like fuzzy like fucking print on them. You want to know something scary? If I take my keys out of my pocket here, you will note I have an actual handcuff key. Mm-hmm. See that? That is I a, oh wow! I do have. I actually do have handcuffs, and I do keep the key right here, Ooh. just in case one of my kids ever decides to find the handcuffs and decides to maybe chain his <laughs> brother to a fence. <laughs> I thought you were going to say maybe if my kids step out of line. I was like, you kick ass. Well, you are a cool dad. My son is almost old enough for me to just handcuff him to the goddamn railing. Um, but. <laughs> You should have been if uh, if he um back talked to you. Yeah, that 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 might not be a bad idea. I mean, I could, just, I could handcuff, handcuff him for ten minutes. Got this bed here. He... I could just handcuff him in the bed for a while. He'll probably start calling DPS on me, but that's all right. Well, I mean, he's either going to fall in the line or he's going to f- develop an interesting kink. So you know, you just want to be careful with the handcuffs. Yeah, you know. 18 years old, 17. Dad, can I borrow your handcuffs tonight? No. <laughs> For what? <laughs> All right, show me a picture of her. Let me see a picture. Let me see a picture and we'll talk. All right, okay. <laughs> For different reasons, can I also borrow the taser? <laughs> I don't have a taser. That I don't have. Uh, but by the <laughs> way, there really is a police store. There is a store that police go to to buy their gear. Mm-hmm. Because the gear they get sucks. So a lot of cops actually buy their own gear, their own cuffs, their own tasers, their own holsters for cuffs and guns and all that stuff. They actually, a lot of those guys do buy their own. 
So, but there actually is a store. My dad took me to one, and I'm, I'm literally, you know the the rack lights they have on top. You can buy those. You can buy those if you really want them. You can buy those if you want to turn your car into a cop car and risk getting pulled over. <clears throat> I actually knew a guy in. Of course, Florida, who had a, <laughs> he had an IROC. <laughs> now, the undercover cops in Florida used to drive IROCs. All of them, pretty much, used to drive IROCs. And they would have the little flashing red lights, like the little cherry in the window. He got one. He pulled over a cop one night. We didn't see him for a long time. Yeah, was not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to this whole thing. I don't know how we got out of that situation. Or so, oh, the handcuffs. That's what we did. Yes. But yeah, I, 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 I do have a handcuff. And they will open, like, police handcuffs, by the way. Oh, wow. No, the, yeah, I've... This key is... A, the cuffs I have are actually from the they're, they're from the state of Georgia police let's just leave it at that uh, stole them from the bus man did you no I've never lived in Georgia but they are from the Georgia police and I'm just going to leave it at that they were given to me but they are from Serving the hard time. Oh. they are from the Georgia police uh, they are Cobb County, Georgia. They are state issued, but uh, yeah, this key will open any set of handcuffs. Um, anyway, um, so after all that, we get uh, Tony Schiavone's down there with Paige. They have Adam Cole and then Adam Page. There are way too many Adams on this show. Um, and I got to admit, I did miss the Shivoni part because during this part is when Smark was helping me fix this problem with the chat room. But I did hear Brian Danielson come out. Yes. And man, he's even his promos just seem like he just is having a great time again. Mm-hmm. It almost yep. it, it really feels like he's doing He's like reverted back to when he was way over doing like the whole yes movement thing. And he is just, uh, you can hear it. You can see it. He's loving what he's doing right now. And I, I really feel like that's coming through in a lot of just in everything he's doing, honestly. He's yep. kind of working in that like Dan Lambert element of like being the old guy now, because mm. he like kept caught, he kept mentioning how like the crowd, much like Adam Page is just a bunch of entitled millennials, <laughs> and yeah. how like how back in his day people actually you know tried to win matches instead of stalling for time and all this kind of shit. Well, it, it's still funny because he basically did like the whole millennial gimmick in WWE <laughs> with AJ. Mm-hmm. If you remember, yeah. I, what what was it when he was uh, it was right after the I think it was right after he won the title we are uh, he was with AJ Lee we are leaving and we will be leaving in a Prius 
Mm-hmm. That was great. That was great shit. He's always been good. But, I mean, again, Daniel Brian Danielson, never known to be this amazing promo guy. Yeah, he was known for his in-ring work, especially back in the ROH days. He wasn't known for these great, amazing promos. Oh, my God, that promo by, Dan- by Brian Daniel. No, he was known for the in-ring American Dragon kicking ass in the ring shit. But I'll tell you, man, he's lately, he keeps coming out and cutting these promos. They're going to start knowing him for his fucking promos. Yeah, it was yeah. good. What was that? It was a good. I really enjoyed the promo this week. It was a good promo mm-hmm. this week. Based, yeah. Like I said, him just talking about how Paige was basically just trying to wrestle safe so he wasn't getting exposed as being a fraud and how, you know, if he actually had a match without a time limit, he would have won and, you know, thoroughly beat his ass and whatnot. Yeah. And he might have. But again, I, 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 we, we've gotten into that whole thing. And they did announce that they're going to be having the rematch on the uh, January 5th edition of Dynamite. So it's going to be the first episode on TBS. Right. Exactly. That's right. They are going over to TBS, which will be pretty good. That'll be pretty cool. See what happens with that. Um, Pinnacle cut a promo on CM Punk, more MJF, and then Dax. I believe that was Dax, right? Or is that? I don't know. One of FTR. Fucking mm-hmm. who cares? Who cares? Now we saw after that we got this Wardlow versus Captain Sean Dean. Mm-hmm. Can I first of all just say what a complete douchebag asshole Sean Spears looks like? Is, is that okay with anyone? Sure. Yeah. Okay. This guy looks like a complete fucking asshole. He's got on this fucking hat. He's got on a suit jacket with it, it, it. What the fuck is he doing? That kind of, I've complained about this before, and it's I've just gotten to the point now where I'm just used to it. But that's it, like AEW heel stuff. This is all of their heels, more or less, except for like maybe Miro and like Aleister Black dr- or Malachi Black, dressed like douchebags. That's how you can tell that they're heels. Like they purposely try to make you like make it as well known as possible in case you're tuning in for the first time or whatever. You can tell who's heel and who's face because one side is dressed like a total douchebag. The guy in a suit jacket with no shirt on underneath. I mean, literally, who the fuck dresses like that? Dude, we surprised. Not me, not me, not me. But <laughs> yeah, Eric has on the same exact outfit right now. He's got like a tear coming out of his eye. <laughs> See who the fuck would wear that? He's just, oh man, come on. Eric's like, I go to work like that every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't you know what my night job I is? Up for being out of dress code every time, but it's worth it for fashion. Eric, Eric just gave away his night job as the Chippendale dancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Summoning his inner Tyler Breeze. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't mean to out you there, Eric. Sorry about that. Uh, no worries. All right. Uh, yeah, anyway. Enough about Sean Spears. I really don't even want to give him any more fucking time to, to talk about right now. This was basically a, a squash match. 
Uh, Sean Spears <laughs> runs in after the match is over. He starts hitting old Captain Sean with the chair. Goes to grab Wardlow's arm, and Wardlow shakes it off. And I think it was Excalibur who was like, yeah, looks like old uh, Sean Spears came in and tried to you know, steal his thunder. Got a feeling they're going to try to pull Wardlow away from that whole thing. I think they're going to let him go out on his own. Now, here's my problem with that. My problem with that is Brian Cage. They don't <laughs> seem to know. If they can't use a guy like Brian Cage, how are they going to figure out how to use a Wardlow? It's yeah. funny you say that, though, because I think that's why we don't see as much Brian Cage as you would think that we would. Because I feel like they look at that as being a redundancy. Like, they want Wardlow to be in that, you know, like, that's their guy. Like, Brian Cage doesn't fit that role as much as they think that Wardlow does. If I'm being entirely honest, I don't see what they see in him, honestly, speaking of Wardlow. But, like, they're pushing him as being, like, they talk, they make sure that they, like, make a note of having it on commentary of how they talk about him potentially being like a future world champion someday and like all this kind of stuff. So I guess Tony Khan thinks that he's going to be a big star. And I mean, that's going to be his job to make it so, but at the moment, I really just, I don't see, I don't see it. You know, I know this is WWE thinking, WWE official thinking, but do you think possibly they see cage as uh, injury prone? Maybe. 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 I don't know. I mean I'm 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 throwing shit out here. I'm not sitting here saying this is a definite, but he is kind of he is kind of injury prone. And it's because he does stuff that a guy his size should not be doing. He tries to go out there, he tries to wild the crowd. Which I get it, but you can do that doing other things since you're a muscle guy. You just need to figure out what that is. I, maybe they, you know, I might have just answered my own question by saying exactly exactly what I just said. Maybe they feel like he shouldn't be going out there and doing the fucking, you know, X Division 205 Live type moves as a fucking heavyweight. I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're, we're spitballing here, obviously. See, I don't, I don't know, because, like, when he was allowed to before his WWE run, like, Keith Lee did a lot of those same moves, too, and he didn't really get injured. Well, he was doing them correctly. True. And let's face it, Keith Lee being a bigger, heavier guy, heavier in a different way. There's muscle mass heavy, which we know muscle weighs more than fat, so you're going to get brought down different, faster. And I would say Cage is shorter than 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 Keith Lee, in my opinion. I would say he he's probably shorter than Keith Lee. Keith Lee, dude, I he's been a big guy probably his whole life. I would guess. I'm I don't I, I believe. I don't think he worked out to get that body is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so you're more used to that weight. Brian Cage just, you know, put on muscle mass. And if your body's just not used to it, it's not used to it. You just can't do what you could do when you were lighter. I don't know, man. I, I just, 
some people, some people. Listen, Jeff Hardy's done moves where we think he's dead and he fucking stands up and keeps going. Let's see. Brian Cage, six foot, okay. 272. Keith Lee, 6'2", 340. All right. Uh, a couple inches shorter. And I don't believe that that six two is uh, that six foot is a legitimate six foot. <laughs> we often either. talk about build height being at least subtract at least two. Mm-hmm. I don't see Brian Cage being six foot. No. I am six foot one, six foot two with good posture, and I feel like I would be significantly taller than Brian Cage. Yeah, I'm I'm actually the exact same. I'm one two with good posture, and I I think I would be. Taller than Cage. Now this is going to force me to go to a show one night that he's at down here in Texas because he does come down there to Texas a lot and just meet him. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> There's one I forget who the guy they compared him to with, but it was like it was like Adam Cole's build as like six one, and there was another guy that's build as like six one, and there's a picture of them together, and the guy looks like he has about four inches on Adam Cole. And then, like, not to shit on Adam Cole because he's he's a great wrestler and everything, but it just it reminds me of that where it's like, yeah, build height not always the most reliable source. Like, I buy Keith Lee being six two, yeah, but I don't buy Brian Cage being six foot. No, he seems like the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I'm five foot eleven and a half. It's like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So, all right, we gotta actually get through this. We're getting low on time here. Uh, yeah. We had Dan Lambert come on out. After that right there, I uh, came out basically same shtick. I'm not saying no, it's getting old. Like I, I said, like it. you can I like you basically just coming out and being like they're having me had like try to do a Herculean act. Yeah, that I liked people to cheer for Cody. That that I enjoyed, but again, you can't sit there and just shit on the crowd every week. Eventually the crowd's gonna just not give a fuck anymore it's just gonna get old um yeah but it was still good stuff good to see dan lambert back after a few weeks off um we had Britt baker and her little crew back there and uh doing a little kind of a little christmas promo if you will Britt baker made a christmas story reference that's my favorite christmas movie (laughs) i thought it was funny um (laughs) all right now the Rose. I love Britt Baker. I think she's cool. I, I she really grew on me. I did not like her as a babyface in the beginning of her run. She turned it around as soon as her knee got hurt. She was turning it around for me, and since that, she's been just pretty, pretty fucking awesome. Um, now the Rose, Ruby Soho. I gotta Season say, match. it was a pretty damn good match between these two right there. Yeah. Really was. Uh, Ruby wins and advances, which means she'll be going up against Jade Car uh, Jade Cargill. I gotta tell you, they had that match this week. Yeah, yeah, it's not official yet. It's uh, Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa. Oh, that's right, Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. That's right. I think it's gonna be Jade Cargill. I yeah, yeah. I feel like she's probably gonna win the tournament just full stop. But I think Ruby should win. But that's just me. I you, you can make a case for either one. Yeah, exactly. That's what would be so tough about it. But uh, we'll see. But uh, Taz... I hope Thunder wins. I hope so, but I got a feeling she doesn't need this right now. I think they're going to move her more towards the actual title, the actual women's title in AEW. Yeah, they're... Rather than... They're going to start building that. 
Because she's like she's very much in line to just be the regular right. women's world champion. Yeah, I think uh, her best bet is going to be taking that title off of Britt Baker. I think that's going to be the next uh, next thing we see. So yep. Taz though singing Ruby Soho is both awful and awesome at the same time. <laughs> he loves doing it. He does it. He used to do it. Like, like he'd do it all the time if she was on Dark or whatever. That's like his thing is just singing her theme song. Uh, I mean, it's a great song. I like Rancid. Seen him live. Great. At a Lollapalooza, actually. Pretty good show. I liked it. It was good. It was good. Um, after that, we had the Malachi Black versus Griff Garrison. This was pretty much just Malachi Black being a dominant motherfucker. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Pretty much. Uh, there's really not much more to say about that. And we had a couple of little promos after this. And I got to tell y'all something. Jungle Boy, another un, very non-intimidating person. He was yeah. he was trying hard to be badass tonight. I think he even grew a little extra stubble to do it. Didn't work. Just not working. I like Jungle Boy. I really do. I, I love the theme song. Yeah, great theme song. 80s song. But See, I still feel like they're going about this the wrong way. Uh-huh. Because I, I, I feel like I probably pitched this before, but I feel like the idea they should have at some point already just had him turn. Just have him join MJF and just be like, you know, the whole son, my, you know, my dad was famous thing. And like, you know, I grew up rich and I didn't have to put up with the kind of shit that you fucking poor motherfuckers have to do. I'm better than you guys, so on and so forth. They see him being a big face, but... I feel like it's just easier to play that role than it is to, I don't know, do whatever it is that he's trying to do at the moment. I I, I, I disagree. Okay, go ahead. Go, go, go. I, I see him with the baby face because he just has that face where he, he just has that lovable face. I mean, yes, he literally is a baby. He literally has a baby <laughs> face. He's young and yeah. youthful, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah. Maybe like in five years, I could see it. But you know, right now, I think, I think he's like the. How do I say it? Like the lovable. I'm trying to think of who he would compare to. Maybe like a Jeff Hardy type baby face. Uh, I don't know. More like probably a. Oh, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of just some pretty boy. That's kind of what he is, but I got to tell you, Smart, as a heel, I don't see him being doing any convincing promos as a heel. I think it would be easier. but I don't. I don't think so at all. If you put him with MJF and you just have him, like, be a team, I'm just, like, people who grew up with, like, silver spoons in their mouth, you have MJF kind of doing the heavy lifting. Because at the moment, I mean, like, who... Oh. In that stable is good at promos. Like, I mean, they're putting them with Christian, but like, eh. you just did it right there. What you do is you get MJF, Jungle Boy, and you get Ricky Schroeder in there from Silver Spoons to come in and manage them. Hell yeah. <laughs> you put him with, um, what's his name? Uh, <clears throat> I I, 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 I I like that idea. Ricky Schroeder, by the way, was in NYPD Blue. I'm actually only three episodes from when he 
shows up in NYPD Blue. Bobby's about to die. Eh, fucking whiny little bitch anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, that's, that's one baby face I compare him to is uh, Defiant, but I can't think of anybody else. Nah, maybe, but I, I, I just, I, I just think that I just don't see Jungle Boy as a heel at all. He had a chance tonight to kind of heal it up a little bit, and it just didn't come out like it should have. Maybe down the road he'll change. Someone, will, maybe like an MJF or someone will work with him, but I just feel like he's just not, just doesn't have the voice, the look. He just it, too young. Too young. Yeah. Baby, basically too young. So, like I said, we're getting low on time on Mixler here. I wasn't saying we're getting low on time because I'm tired, but we only got a few minutes left here. So we had this main event come up, MJF and FTR versus Sting. Sting came out with a CM Punk shirt on. He had the Punk fist, uh, taped fists on his forehead. Uh, Darby Allen came out with the half pink makeup on and CM Punk came out with the old school surfer style paint. I don't know if y'all got it, but that was the homage to the Macho Man Luger and Sting little thing when they were out there that one time. Yeah. Yeah. I forget I forget exactly the show it was, but it was a it was a long time ago. But pretty cool little thing there. And um I mean I've I, I gotta say, I've put MJF over but but many times, but he, he he's just one of the best chicken shit heels in the business, in my opinion. For oh, sure. definitely. I mean, running from Punk every time he gets in the ring, I thought that was great. Uh, going up and down the aisles in the ring, or I'm sorry, through the crowd, great shit right there. Uh, it, it was just good stuff between those two most of the night. You know, it, when finally Punk does get his hands on him, but I will say it was weird tonight that Punk's been going out there and not healing on the crowd, but he has been a little bit. And then tonight he comes out there and he's just full baby face again. Yeah. Completely. And by the way, those that 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 makeup looked like fucking decals. It was really good. It was well done. Their makeup. Indeed. Uh, speaking of indeed, we we indeed got a yam bag out of Taz tonight. Right in the yam bag. Like towards the end of the show, he just like got bored, so he just started like making fun of people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, Jr. is back next week. I don't care anymore." Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, I think Taz is actually—I'm not going to say better, but I think Taz might fit a little better. With this generation, not that Taz is this this young up and comer. I just think his humor isn't from the nineteen sixties. Well, he's versatile, like because he, he can go back and forth. He can actually be a serious commentator when you need him to be, right? And he yep. can do the serious. He can do the comedy stuff. He can joke around and make references and whatnot, right? And I know a lot of people would totally disagree with me and say, "Ah, oh, fuck that, get rid of Taz." So. Whatever. Speaking of, if you have time to kill, like, and I say if you have time to kill, I'm not purposely saying that you should take time out of your busy schedule to do so, but I happened to catch Dark Elevation this week because mm. I just had that kind of time on my hands. Mm-hmm. And the commentary team that they had was fucking phenomenal because it was uh, Tony Schiavone, but it was Eddie Kingston and Mark Henry. 
Hmm. And they they make the most amazing duo. Okay, that I might have to actually listen to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, now this was a uh, this was a fun kind of nostalgic match. Couple little scary moments. One was when Sting over rotated MJF on a throw outside the ring. Um, and then right after that, and MJF landed on his fucking head. Thank God, obviously FTR caught him and rolled him. He landed on more on his shoulders, luckily. The second time you saw it, it was a little more on the shoulders because FTR rolled him. Then Sting tries to get on the top rope and he almost falls over. He almost fell. His foot slipped. But he, he you got to give it to Sting for the dive he did. But it was pretty cool seeing Sting do that dive outside the ring. And then Darby... To end the match, hits a goddamn coast to coast, damn near fucking coffin drop like nothing. Uh, long distance. Hit. I was impressed because I remember seeing him do that and just saying out loud to nobody, he's not going to hit that. I, and then sure enough, he did. Dude, there's no one here. And I'm like, no, he's not. And he looked, didn't even think twice. I mean, he didn't get all of it. Obviously, it was more like shoulder and head, but right. still, still, he didn't even think twice. He's just like, fuck it, I'll get what I can get, <laughs> and, and fucking went for it. But again, this, this, I mean, this wasn't some fucking bang up, holy shit, gotta watch fucking next week's show, but I will say next week's show and the week after do look very, do look very good, and the Christmas show looks good too, so. But, uh. That's it, guys. We uh we kind of need to get out of here for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. Number one, we're about to run out of old time on Mixler. Number two. Oh wow. Nah. What time yeah. is it? Uh, it's midnight here, but we only have eight minutes left on Mixler here. So, wow. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. And you know what, guys? Let's go ahead and just do that next week. Let's just take next week off. We'll come back in 2022 strong, and. Uh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and take next week off both shows. Or, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. I'm Actually, good. I'll be back with Hollywood Hangout next week, and we'll take this next week off of this show. That way I can do, like, double prep for Hollywood Hangout, which I really want to do for YouTube and uh, get it working right. Um, all right. So there you go. We will, we, this, this is it. Last show for 2021. I can't even believe I'm saying that right now. I know. I can't even fucking believe it. But, uh, that is it right there. So we're going to go ahead and hit this. Let's go ahead, get these plugs done. Eric, go ahead and start off because I don't have my plugs pulled up. Uh, listen to Everything Unscripted Podcast on, um, BlackHawkRadio.com slash Everything Unscripted Podcast. Unscripted wrestling show on Friday night, this is 30 p.m. Eastern time with me, Doug, Daniel, and Clint. And every Saturday night uh, for an unscripted, unlimited show with me, Daniel, and Doug. And then the Scary Cat show on Sunday with Mindy and Daniel. And then NFL Hard Hits, me and Clint, either on Tuesday or Wednesday. 
All right. There you go. Check all those out right there. And, of course, definitely be checking out the high marks. That's right. Cheese Man, Mojo, G-Wiz. You can check them out. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Do tease and mitt. Don't forget, you can also check that show out on YouTube, too. YouTube, too. Yeah, that's hard to say. And uh, that is Sundays, 8.30 p.m. You can check them out live. So definitely do that. And, of course, Bobby Anthem. Bobby Blades, The Inhumans, on The Inhuman Experience. You definitely want to be checking those guys out wherever you get your podcast from. And Stephen Milan, go over. Definitely want to be checking out him over there. Reviewing movies, letterboxd, boxd.com, slash Stephen Milan. Two L's in Milan. Smart wrap it up. You got it. Since this last show of 2021, I want to thank everyone who has listened and joined us in the chat room this year. And we hope to see you again next year. But in the meantime, you can catch me, Cheese on Sports, Mondays, 8.30 p.m. on the Metal Mech Podcast Network. That is Cheese, G-Wiz, Luke Birch, Matt with two T's, and myself. No show next week, but all year, 2022, we're going to be there for you. And who else is going to be there for you? It's the Mo Dirk City Machine Guns every Sunday, 2.30 p.m. on the Metal Mitt Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine. And last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet Raconteur. It's the Planet Raconteur Podcast. Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sancier, and Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes of Season 1 are available for you as well as Season 2. We're up to Episode 3 dropped last week, so be sure to check it out. They have a holiday special from last year. Be sure to re-listen to that as well as be the perfect way to spend your holidays do it do it now yeah definitely all right there you go and once again just to echo smart over there definitely thank everybody for the year of listening i know it was kind of a tough year but uh hey everybody got through it and we definitely hope to see you guys back strong in 2022 i can't even believe i'm saying that i swear to god it's fucking blowing my mind that we it's flew hard to believe. we really flew through this the, year man we saturday it's 2022 mm-hmm. flew through this fucking year but uh thank everybody however you you listen to the show however you ever support this show it is greatly greatly appreciated on that note we are going to get on out of here so everyone happy holidays have a great christmas and a happy new year year. yay see ya please never die later time to take your drunken ass home it's all right if you don't know what to do with yourself take your drunken ass home Take your drunken ass home. It's all right. It's all right. If you don't know what to do with yourself, take your drunken ass home. Yeah. Man, I'm tired.